sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. What are you drinking there, John? A little cognac? Uh, no, no, no. This is a stout from Massachusetts. Is it from Worcester? Charlton, actually. By Sturbridge. I'm drinking mm. a uh, box of wine. You know what goes really good with a box of wine? A good can of cheese. A can of cheese. And a sure. tube of potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome out to The Logger Room. It is Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. Jersey Johnny coming at you. And with me, as always, are none other than Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnuts. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hey, now. You're an all-star. We've done that before. Let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know I, who else is here? Who else is here? Marie Kondo? Spidey. Spidey's here. Spider-Man. Uh, Say Spidey. hi. Spidey making spider appearance. person, I mean. Spider person. Here's spider the person. problem with Spidey, though. What's that? Let's see if I can. Of course, it won't work now. There you go. He's got a trap door in his chest. Uh, he's got ah. a tra- trap chest. Look at that. Look at that. So you That's can hide. A, uh, open heart surgery. I think there used to be like a access. thing or something that sh- would shoot out of there. I think I it's a know. good place to keep your weed. There you go. He's got. Uh, he's got like a thing on the back too. Oh, look at that. Look at uh, that. Is that a parachute or another? Uh, uh, something like that, yeah. Anyway, it's quite uh, large, as uh, you can see, compared to my head. So Mrs. That's what Mrs. Spider-Man said. Mrs. Which is not, Mrs. Spidey you know, said not that as well, yes. Anyway, here's the good news. The What's shelves, the, the shelves are right here, right next to me. Yeah, right it looks like something fell over and you just kind of... No. What, yeah, there's a, the thing behind me is tilted. No, I moved from one side of the table to the other. Gotcha. So instead of being next to the closer to the the door side of the room i'm now at the same table which is in the same place but i'm right next to the shelves so there are all sorts of little goodies here that i can can, now you you got props now so i got props including spider-man gotcha that's a lovely thing Mm -hmm. Um, very interesting actually so but uh we can we can play the is it on the shelves game we can when i can reach right over and is that a shower curtain back near the door there or shower so, curtain rod? Uh, no, it is a regular curtain rod. Regular curtain. Regular rod. curtain rod. Yeah. What's the? Uh, so no, no curtain for it though, just the rod. Oh, I'm sure there's a curtain in there somewhere. I got you. Uh, there actually there are there are um, side panel curtains for the front door. Mm. Did, so we have did a front she, door, and there are two. Did she no, take it with her? She wanted me to get rid of the side panels, but did I they said, spark joy. Uh, or just spark. Or just spark when you light your bomb. <laughs> when I yet. put when I put them up, they will spark joy. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, Marie wanted to take them, and I told her I've had these for like thirteen or fourteen years, no, you and I am not getting rid of them now before I put them up. They're the uh, Mark Gastineau commemorative side <laughs> panels. Uh, <laughs> They're literally a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, be... put the, if you put the tie in the middle. Then yes, the, mm-hmm. the, the mullet. Gotcha. Shape, so. There's got to be something from Embers and Boozer there too. I mean, you live right near them, so. Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta get a dog so I can walk my dog past his house 17 times a day until Just I happen to catch him coming. Oh yeah, you know I should join the uh, the uh, dog walkers dog walking service. Yeah, yeah. There's a company that pays people to walk other people's dogs. Sure. Make make some money, make some spare change, pocket change, and 
hook up with the or uh, hook up yeah. with the uh, just like uh, why do you keep walking up and down the same street uh, peter we, there you have to walk the dogs <laughs> other places no no they seem to love it there it's a they great love fence. this block actually. there's a great fence and all the other dogs stop there so there's plenty of sniffing and peeing going on and emerson boozer lives nearby so there's no reason to go anywhere else exactly none at all no no time i could if i could last two weeks with the company i could probably probably end up running into them at some point probably yeah i think you should uh, i think you should look into that all right, I will, and uh, we'll uh, we'll make it a point to uh, to uh, check check back and uh, make sure that sure. actually happens. So, yes, the anyway. curtain update. Curtain update. Um, <laughs> by the way, I want to uh, wish a uh, wish a happy anniversary to uh, to this man right here. This is Patrick Ewing. Uh, in case uh, um, in case uh, Mr. Dolan is paying attention, this is Patrick Ewing once again. Pat Ewing, thirty-one years ago today, he had his fifty-one point game against the Celtics. So. Sweet. It's a a, a 31st anniversary of his uh, career high, 51-point game. I thought Julius Randle was going to hit that last night the way he was going. You know what? He he almost had a shot. He had 37 he had. Yeah. He had 37 with like 12 minutes left, I thought. (laughs) Maybe it was just – It seemed that way. And speaking of Patrick Ewing, it's like a week and a day anniversary since apparently security didn't know who the hell he was at the Garden. It is. And unfortunately, both – his Hoyas and our my CU Buffs are both out of the tournament now. So, yeah. yeah. But hey, you know, it's nice to see the Big East being represented again in the NCAA in a way that's, you know, significant. This is true. This is true. Um, it, it's, 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 yeah, pretty thank you, Syracuse. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sa- yeah. Saturday uh, is the Pac 12 now. <laughs> Sunday was the Pac 12. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday was uh Sunday was an interesting day of games, I'll tell you that much. Um mullets and everything. It was uh it was great. Yeah. But uh I digress. Well I I digress back into basketball for a minute. The uh the NBA. Was... That's what the ticker is saying. We're supposed to be on the NBA. Yeah, are we gonna NBA. talk about the NBA? Let's talk uh, about yeah, the NBA. I think it's Do the you NBA. even have an NCAA? Let's ticker. talk about the NBA, the National Bowling Association. Do I even have an NCAA ticker? What am I new? There we go. There you go. I love the uh, cable television circa 1986 <laughs> graphics. Come on. It's nothing. It's They're classic, fantastic. Got a classic Chiron going on here. It's perfect. It works perfect. So. It works oh, perfect. I, I think That's it's great. great. Yeah, really Al Jazeera would be proud. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it is that. It is By that. By the way, uh, have you, know, you watched. Reminiscent their... nostalgic effect to it. So. Have you watched the Al Jazeera coverage of the tournament? It's phenomenal. Yeah, I have. I have. Actually, it's phenomenal. They, they phenomenal. are. They are. Believe it or not, a really good news organization. <laughs> I, they are one of the like uh, three or four news channels that I actually do watch. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I do like their coverage. What's their Mets. Co- just... Their Mets corner is fantastic. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It really <laughs> they is. say it's the reason for all the terrorist bombings. <laughs> Unbelievable. But you know, and everybody, everybody points a weird finger. It's just this guy named Alfred Jazeera, and just, yeah. <laughs> It's in his basement. He's, yeah, he's, an English, he's an English fellow who started his <laughs> right. news network. It's actually in the Alfred J. Azira. Azira, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> J standing for Heidemar. <laughs> Alfred Heidemar Azira. Uh, Azira. Azira, right. All right, so uh, what do we want to say about the NBA? Uh, How about those Knicks? Trade deadline is Thursday, right? Are they trade deadline make the is move? tomorrow. I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow it's is tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow is Thursday, yeah. All right, so it's both. It's tomorrow it's and both. tomorrow. And Thursday, both it's of them. Tomorrow and oh, Thursday. are they going to make a move? Well, there's there's word out there now that they're really seriously looking into Norman Powell. So, the painter? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Not Norman Rockwell. No. Oh, okay. Norman, Sorry. Norman Powell. There. No, the, the shooting guard from Toronto. I heard Colin Powell. <laughs> Colin Powell. Well, him too. He comes to package. It'd probably be a pretty good forward. There you go. But uh, nothing, uh, nothing yet. Apparently. I'm not excited. I'm not excited about it. Who's that? Well, yeah, I guess like, but you guys, you're both Knicks fans. You don't want to give up the core, right? The core well, being three people. Yeah, the no, core I don't want to give them up. I well, I mean, the, you know, the, the three guys that other teams would most likely want. Sure, absolutely. You well, know, they're, not, mean, they're not going to get rid of Randall. I don't think they're going to get rid of R.J. Barrett. I think Mitchell no, is kind of hands off. Personally, depending on the player, I'm open. My ears are open for anybody else. Right. Um, well, I'd like well, to how see about, them what about keep Peyton. I could give two shits about you know Derek Rose, and I'm not right. really sold. I think quickly has quickly some value. Kind of that second tier value where the you second wanna... tier, but I think the Knicks. This is this is their moment to get something for him right. because there seems to be some interest in him in all the trade talks that I hear. His name is always part of that right. and yeah, i'm like right i'm gonna go for it if so it means other, right, other teams are willing to you know bet on him blossoming into a really really good player but you know maybe shouldn't the knicks count on look that? here here's the or thing with, with all of sports nowadays is that you have a three-year window to win a championship you know how long is julius randall going to be here how long is tom thibodeau going to actually be able to keep this team humming on you know rj barrett is finally starting to improve kevin knox is a bust um you know this planning for five six years down the road that the knicks have been doing for the last 10 years get somebody get somebody now because the nets have just signed six other players yeah, six but, other all-stars that, since yeah, we've been talking getting that somebody now though i mean do you do you want to do you want to trade quickly for powell no you want to trade quickly I, pa- for... pa- i'm not interested in powell at all the two right. people that are on that are in the discussions that i'm interested in is Victor Oladipo or what's his name from the Bulls? That's it. Who else is who else? Everybody else is sort of. It, they're not going to make an impact. Gotcha. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make the Knicks go from a maybe eight seed to a three seed. It's just not going to happen. I don't even see any of that happening right now because the bottom line is Oladipo. Right now, they 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 are where they are. Look, they're not winning the championship this year. Right? Oladipo, not, Oladipo they, is going to get traded, and it's going to be either the Knicks or the Heat. And I my guess is that because. His contract is up at the end of the, of the year, and there's no guarantee you can re-sign him. Mm-hmm. It's, doesn't that sound like like the it perfect exactly what would happen? The Heat. It sounds actually like what the Heat would do yeah. because the Heat are actually on a heater. They're playing really well, <laughs> and he could be the difference. Look, if if the Sixers don't stay healthy, which is a good chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, a Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler duo in in the playoffs. I suppose. I mean, Victor Oladipo certainly helps you cover a James Harden or a Kyrie Irving. He's one mm-hmm. of the best defensive guards in the league, and he can put up points. And it's it's what you know. So would I like to see him on the Knicks? Yeah, but it wouldn't be unless he's really committed to to re-signing with them, right? And a, a trade and sign or something along those lines. And then it's basically other than the three that I mentioned, take your pick. I don't give a shit who you want. I mean, it right. it, it doesn't really matter. There's nobody there that's. Word I've heard Mind too. Blowing. Word I've heard too is that they're looking, you know, for, especially Houston for Oladipo. They're looking for uh, they're looking for first rounders. They're not necessarily looking for. And the Knicks have that. Yeah. So, um, and that that would be fine, you know. But I'm not, I'm not so sure that that, that they want to that they want to give them up. But um, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. I also heard uh, Kirk Heinrich's name uh, mentioned 
uh, as well. Again, it's just like, oh God, it's yeah. Kirk Heinrich. Like they're actually, it was that's actually, gonna be the game changer, Joy. It was actually Boy. tweeted out like a couple, a few people tweeted it out like within the last hour, hour and a half that said they're they're pinpointed on acquiring him. Yeah, that sounds like the yeah. low hanging fruit that yeah. the Knicks would like. Right. Wow, that's just gonna be, I mean, incredible. Right. <laughs> It'll be. I mean, cool. if the Knicks wait two more years, maybe they'll sign Andre Iguodala. There you go. Okay. I, I just, uh, yeah. It, they may, they may as well, if they're not going to sign somebody major, they may as well ride it out. Well, they're a 500 team. Ride it out. See if you can make the playoffs. If you don't, who cares? Honestly, that's my opinion right now. And look, you're gonna if you're gonna be able to get Oladipo and do a sign and trade or something like that, uh, you know, trade and sign or whatever, then then uh, I was gonna say sign and drive, but. Uh, if you uh, if you're gonna be able to do that, then fine. That's then, then you make it. You do that trade. You do that. But other than that, ride it out. Look, you're not. They're not winning. They're not getting a piece to move ahead and be able to win this year. You know, they're not. No. They're not winning. They're not winning the championship this year. It's not happening. So, if you're if you're able to, uh, to you know, sit tight to where you are, and then maybe you maybe you can go out and and uh, uh, you know, uh, woo. Uh, Oladipo to come here after the year, even if it goes to uh, you know, to Miami. You, you, you get either you guys, either you guys I, I, interested. It, or go ahead. Yeah, I'm just wondering: is Zach Levine even a, even a reality? Is this just talk, or is this a reality? I've it sounds like less and it less like, about Zach Levine. I've heard less and less. But about the Bulls are saying he's not going to play, and that they're going to sit him until the trade deadline. So I don't know. I mean, until. New Orleans is always in the talk for him, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I I don't know if that's a reality. I mean, that excites me as much as I like Victor Oladipo and as, and as much as this is without a doubt, a career season for Levine. And I sometimes think it's easy to shine on teams that are less than fantastic. Um, You know, there's just a lot of garbage time points. He's a dynamic player yeah. who kind of checks all the boxes and is, I think, on paper, probably a better fit than, or at least a better upgrade than, than Oladipo. Um, he, he probably is. I mean, he 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 would probably wouldn't touch the ball as much as he is in Chicago, but he's, I mean, he would give the Knicks something that they have not had in a very long time, which is somebody who can really create his own shot. And imagine with the defense having to collapse on him, what that would do for some of the other, for some, for some of the other Knicks. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It would be, it's, it's interesting to think about, but I've heard a little less and less about it. And I just, I just popped up uh, a quick search right here. And everybody is uh, saying that Oladipo is definitely going to be traded where, who the hell knows, but it, uh, it sounds like it's going to be Miami, Miami, so. Miami or, or the Knicks. And it sounds like Miami's in the lead for that. Yeah. So, let me, let me throw a couple more names at you and see if you guys have any interest. Yeah. Um, these are just guys that I'm hearing are you know sort of on the block. Uh, Aaron Gordon from Orlando. Any interest? Uh, why would <laughs> apparently according to this this uh, story, the Magic are looking for a first rounder and perhaps a young asset, both of which the Knicks have. Yeah, they can have. Uh, I mean, maybe they, can, they, they can de- have they can have Knox in a first rounder. They definitely <laughs> need another small forward. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that excited about. He's really up and down. I mean, he'll yeah. score. You know, but, but if the, you could, if you could get rid of, I mean, obviously, you know, let's not make this a radio trade where 
you know, they dump the Knicks get to dump all of their garbage and a first round pick. But yeah, who might you be willing to part with for him? Yeah. Would you, would you do quickly in a, in a first rounder for him? Do quickly no. in a first rounder? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't right. either. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a first rounder if they want Kevin Knox or, you know, but I mean, again, where is he at in his, he's what, 24, 25. Yeah. I mean, you're kind where of, you're is, kind of is, he still, on, is he still on his rookie on contract? Right yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, but you know, right. he's a third, he's a 14 point a game guy. Yeah. Who's averaging, you know, well, listen, the, the old saying is you got to get good before you get great, right? So this is a, I, 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 a nice I, addition. I would rather see a more dynamic two than Gordon. I think Gordon's – he just is – I don't think he has the ability to create like a Levine or an Oladipo does. I want a guard. I want an actual guard. All right. Well, let me let me throw another couple of names at you. Um, not guards. Um, how about LaMarcus Aldridge or Andre no. Drummond? How about well, Drummond? Well, Lamar, LaMarcus Aldridge is just – he's an older version, and he's, he's just going to take up space that um, – that what's his name w- w- would be taken right now. Uh, so I'm not uh, – yeah, no, we, we don't want LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. I, and LaMarcus Aldridge right now is a guy who's going to go to the Lakers or going to go to, um, you know, Utah or some other team that is – you know, the Nuggets would be a good fit for LaMarcus Aldridge. To because he's going to c- contribute in a playoff setting, but he's probably going to come off the bench unless the team is really short in their front line. I just don't think right. that he fits in with the Knicks, and it's yeah, he he's too old. I don't Boston want Boston, or I don't, I don't want any more Derrick Rose. I want young guys who are going to be in their prime for the next three years. Yeah. How about um, Drummond? Malcolm, I've heard Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon's interesting. Um, I mean, kind of more of a. What would you have to give up for him? That's 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 my you know question mark. Um. Well, look. Here's probably going to be it's probably going to be more than Knox. So. Probably, but here's <laughs> you something. Would what is one of the things that the Knicks have really been missing as far as position? Point guard play. A good point guard. How many years has it been since they've had a really well, solid? Well, I, I like I like Peyton in that position. I really do. Um, Brogdon's kind of a tweener. He's a point guard, but he's also kind of a point shooting guard. Um, I guess he what was he? He was rookie what in 17, 16? He played for the Bucks, right? Did he start with the Bucks for? Yeah, and everybody and a lot of people said you know that was a big mistake to uh, to let him go. And uh, and then the the you know as a result the Bucks had to bring somebody else in you know he could have been that number two guy to to help out uh, John. I, I I like Brogdon. I I do like him. He's not a great three point shooter, so he doesn't really help you there. He's not even that great of a regular shooter, but he is a scorer, and he is a he he's a pretty good assist guy. I, I wouldn't give up a first round pick for him, but I'd give up, you know, two Kevin Knoxes and a third string small forward. <laughs> two Kevin Knoxes, a third string, and a ham sandwich. Yeah. All right. Uh, one last one for you. And I think this is going to be a no, but I don't really, uh, unless you're maybe looking to just kind of a little insurance, perhaps, so you get into the playoffs, would be Kyle Lowry. I. 
Because he's I like old, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's old now, and you could probably get him for not a whole lot. I mean, he's a god in Canada, but yes, w- whether that's going to translate into the Raptors, you know, needing an arm well, and a leg and a pick in order to get rid of him or not. You're right. He's old, he's older than you than you think he is. But he's like 35 or 36 now. Yeah. But I, I mean, think he's got – He's washed up, but but he could be a guy that might come in. And he'd and be the Derek him, Harper. You know. he's, he's a guy who, if the Knicks had a better shooting guard, and, a, and a, he, he could be the Derek Harper. Right. That comes right. in at the end of his career and is that steady presence and just plays lights out in the playoffs. Right. I don't mind it, but I, I think you're looking at this year and next year, and and that's it with 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 Lowry. And I don't think he solves the need for them to get a catch and shoot three and D kind of yeah. guy, yeah. kind of a point guard. He can create. He can certainly score. He can shoot, but he's. I think he needs another guy next to him. Now, Kyle Lowry and an Oladipo or Kyle Lowry and a Zach Levine. Now we're talking. Right. Yeah. Now I'm so willing to so- get rid of it. Now I'm willing to get rid of Barrett. What about a Kyle Lowry and a Norman Powell? I'm not. Norman Powell does nothing for me. I, I just, he just doesn't do anything for well, me. I just figure package it up together, you know? Yeah. But, That's right. Uh, yeah. But um, you, you, you mentioned uh, drumming before. In the last couple of days, I've heard a lot. Of uh, uh, Drummond, uh, not fanboys, but a lot, lot of lot of talk, a lot of chatter on uh, on the uh, possible right. Drummond trade. So. What does he bring to the Knicks that they don't already have? Yeah. I mean, they have two good, legitimate centers. Who I mean, Mitchell's playing pretty well now that he's yeah, back. I, I, yeah, I, I think I they've got younger, that. better versions of Andre Drummond with more length and who are quite honestly are better off ball defenders. Yeah, they don't need so. Them. I don't. I don't. I mean, they don't need that. I don't think. I agree. I agree. I think it's. I think it's. You know, if they can work something out with Oladipo, maybe something with Levine. Any of those other names, maybe. You know, uh, maybe Lowry. If 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 uh, like you know, if it was in a situation like uh, Harry was saying. But other than that, um, I other than that, any other than any of that happening, I say just you know at this point, ride yeah. it out. Where are you going? I, there, you know, a number of these players are going to be available. You make a move and you try and get them in. Uh, you know, you uh, you know, um, and they're probably the going to be you know available around you if you're the Knicks because sure. Miami is looking and Boston is definitely looking. And sure. listen, don't don't sleep on the Nets. They may not be through. No, you know, uh, no. because they are you know they are now the team. I think in the league well, I, that that players want to go to. I want to win a somewhere about all of these names that you just mentioned. They're all going to wind up in Brooklyn. So it's just yeah, gonna be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a bunch of one and dones. Just bring in some experienced old guys for uh, you know short term contracts. They are definitely we'll, we'll just yes. rotate them in and out and keep the core three and win a championship every exactly, year. Exactly, cementing yeah. that is that happens exactly. A <laughs> uh, couple other things, uh, really quick on the uh, Knicks. Um, did you see uh, Julius Randle was uh, fined? No. Uh, yeah. The uh, oh, was that for was the. Fined. For the inappropriate for the, language toward the, the one official. bad call or the other yeah. bad call. What did you guys uh, think about that? The... It, was, it was the it wasn't the bad call in the Nets game. It was the bad call in this in the Sixers game. Okay. Um. He he uh, foul language towards a game official and public criticism of the officiating after the game, uh, for the one hundred one one hundred overtime loss to the uh, Sixers. How, how much did they fine him? Fifteen thousand dollars. How much does he make? More than that. 
Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, I just figured I'd bring that up. That's, uh, you know, I think, hey, you know what? I, I, listen, I, I'm kind of, look, he's a Nick, so that's a strike against him in my book. But I kind of, I kind of like Julius Randle. No, I, I do too. I, I, you know, I think. I mean, obviously, as a, as a player, he's he's good. He's come alive this year, and but also, like, if he's willing, you know, call people out and say speak the truth. So, and you know, it had to be frustration too because of the uh, the the bad call in the Nets game a couple of days earlier. Right, uh, right. You know, at, at, and at that time, again, here we go. You know. Yeah, and I think it was that after the Nets game, he said this happens too often, or uh, this is always yeah. happening. And I think he said it again after the Sixers game, right? Which right, exactly, so. you know, I again the the Nets call was, you know, I, I think you could call it either way, but uh, I, I thought it was a pretty pretty bogus call against Philly. I I I, I thought it was. I, I've heard the arguments for it. You know, he's a big guy, and any time there's contact, it's you know significant, but uh, not at the end of the game like that. You know. To, right. With the game uh, on the line, you know, making the the officials deciding it. That, that was just that was that was yeah. poor officiating. And he had every right to be frustrated, and I like the Absolutely. fact that he, that he spoke up about it. And you know, I agree. it's not like he needs a GoFund, uh, you know, account to uh, to right. pay the fine. No. He's, he's, he's like yeah, fifteen. Just... I got that right here. Boom, Hold on one go. second. Here you go. Yeah, In I fact, got that. Here's in... thirty. Here's thirty. I got a few other things to say. Yeah. I got hit that here in my in my Spider Man chest He's secret got a, cavity. I got twenty twenty five grand. So there you go. Take it out. I got a take wad of thousand dollar bills in there. Take care of my uh, fines. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the uh, the Wizards game last night, um, a uh, <laughs> a fan was kicked out. See that? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, the article is. Uh, it's, it's been a while since we've heard from uh, Nick's Madison Square Garden owner James Dolan, but fan walked in to Madison Square Garden last night. Within five minutes, was kicked out because he was wearing a T-shirt that said "Ban Dolan." So James well, Dolan immediately you know, had him removed from his arena. <laughs> once a diva, always a diva. I mean, you know what? Seriously, I, I had I had that blew my nose in a tissue that was thicker than Dolan's skin the other day. <laughs> Seriously, dude, what really, is your problem? I mean, we don't need to go into this because I think so many people have, including myself. But he's the dark, he's the black cloud over that organization, and until he sells the team, I just don't see them doing a damn thing. I really don't. It's just there's still something. It's just they're just not going to be able to, you know the. They'll probably pass on getting anybody this year, and then they'll get they'll they'll overpay an injured Lonzo Ball or somebody who can't is exactly what they don't need in the offseason. I just sense it, and I'm hoping for the best, but it's just yeah. I, I mean, want the, the, them to land a a Levine or a Bradley Beal or a Victor. Ola. They they the Knicks need to get back to having a a top player on that team. And look, Randall's fantastic, but he needs some help. Yes, right. and, um, but the fact that, you know, they are are doing what they are doing and it's such a pleasant surprise. And absolutely. For, for Dolan, that's the key to it, right? It's good press. The garden, I mean, the fans are limited, but even if they weren't, the, the garden would be back full every night. And he's why why would he make a move? I don't, I don't know. I don't know because I think the pandemic actually gave him a pass. Because if you remember... Spike Lee was sort of leading this boycott the Knicks thing that would have started, that would have happened right when the pandemic, yeah. you know. Yeah, but w- what they've in. done now, though, 
everybody yeah. is thrilled with what they've done, and they would be back this season. But, I and think that, that's yeah. good enough for him. I don't, you know, I, I, he, I don't think he's he wants to win, but I think he not not enough to really make the big move, at least not this year, because he's getting good press. It's a feel good story. So we'll deal with it next year. This year, I think he's got enough that he wants. And and you're right, he's gonna be he's gonna be a bigger factor in in keeping those players from coming to the Knicks probably than anything else. Yeah. It's certainly I, not going to be just, Thibodeau. But here's the thing. Players are, players are, are, are expressing interest in playing for the Knicks. Yeah. So when Anola Depot says, Hey, I want to play for the Knicks of the heat or Zach Levine, I think, you know, it's not like you're hearing pushback. Like I'm not going there. No, right. I, don't hear um, it, I think a lot of it has to do with the interaction of agents with the Knicks organization. I just hope that, you know, a lot of it is, you know, not as Dolan stand out of it. Leon Rose and and Tom Thibodeau doing, you know, enough of uh, the uh, yeah. But you, you just know, you can't expect out, but you can't expect Dolan to stay out of it forever. No, Even if he says he's going to be hands of off, he's, he's just he's he's too much of a nebbish. He's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. Well, we will uh, we will see what happens with that. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think a whole hell of a lot else is going on. With, in Nets uh, news, Kevin Durant is not <laughs> back, and now you know. Kyrie yeah. Irving is film, taking a few days off. Film I guess it's birthday week for Irving, okay. so he needs the week yeah, off. I mean, it's, it's his birthday, and so he needs to go. They still keep coming on. And, and the other story is that James Harden, I think, if he hasn't cemented the MVP vote, uh, <laughs> you know, look, are, are they playing the Jazz? Is it tonight, I think? Well, I think with LeBron getting hurt, I think Harden's probably in the lead. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 if, if, if Harden alone gets a win against the Jazz. Yeah, the Nets play the Jazz. Yeah. It's so if that ends up in a W, then Harden's got to be the MVP. Right. Yeah, with everything that he's done. Yeah, plus yeah I mean, he would definitely be in my top three. I mean, he's having a hell of a year. Yeah. This, the year's not over yet, though. This is true. Well, that's true. Yeah, and they're, they're one point. They're one game back of uh, the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about the Sixers? Joel who? We don't need him. Yeah, with the, who's that? Yeah. We yeah, keep, keep winning. They keep winning. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Bucks are right there too. But everything else is, you know, I mean, I mean literally the uh, the uh, the Knicks are in in seventh place right now, but they're a half a game out of fourth place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and, you, and, you talk well, about the MVP, and I know I'm, uh, I sound like a broken record. The Joker's got to be there. He's got to be in the conversation. Yeah. He's putting up James Harden numbers as a center. He's got to be in the conversation. The Nuggets would would be a sub five hundred team without him. Out of that, it's definitely be. I I personally think it's definitely between the two of them. Uh, I think right now, if the season ended today, I would say it would be James Harden. But yeah, um, but it's I, I would say it's at this moment between the two of them. You know, if you want to, yeah, and, and race, everybody, you know, and everybody right, coming so. back for the Nets, you know, that could actually work against Harden. Right. If he has to do it alone, then people are going to go, well, sure. You know. The other not, guy. Not that, not that Djokovic is completely alone, but he certainly doesn't have the talent around him no. that James Harden has. No, so. nowhere close. And right. the other guy who's not in the conversation but should be is Damian Lillard. Yeah. I, I don't know how he ever gets the kind of. I mean, well, it's the same least, thing with Jokic because we play play out west, right? Yeah, at least here on the East Coast, he's never going to get that press right. unless they, you know, maybe take over first place, and then people start to go, "Oh, who who is this team?" 
Dame what? Dame who? There's a team in where? Where Portland? Is that in Maine? Portland, Maine. I didn't There's know there was a team in Maine. How come that. they're not in the Eastern Conference? Exactly. No, that's Sweet. the only way he's really yeah, going to yeah. get any attention. But um, I mean, when was the last time a center almost averaged a triple double with averaging twenty seven plus points a game? Yeah, it was uh, yesterday. It was Djokovic. <laughs> no, I mean for a season. I mean oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and I know. Yeah, right where, there. Would have, where would you have to go back to? I wonder. Oh, jeez. The maybe the Elijah Wan days. I don't think would any you have to go center, back. That no, I think the last center to average a triple double. I don't think any center other than Will Chamberlain's averaged a triple double in a season. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. In fact, we yeah. I think, didn't we? I either read this or we didn't have this conversation before. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just uh, it's Wilton uh, and the Joker. That's it. And, and the Joker's, you know, yeah. I, I don't think any any centers ever any ever uh, average a triple double for a season. It's insane. It's too bad he's not no American. I know he could win the MVP <laughs> if he wasn't a foreigner. I don't think yeah. that's the case. But <laughs> no, either, no, but... it's not. It's not. <laughs> Uh, right. One other note. Uh, well, unless anybody else got any anything. Nope. Uh, what's his name? The uh... actually, there's only two players that ever ever average a triple double in a in a season. Besides uh, Djokovic, in a season, in who's season. ever averaged in a season? Oh, is it Wilt and oh. Westbrook? Westbrook and the other one should be obvious because he did it. I think multiple times or made. Uh, he did it once. So there's only two players that ever did it. Westbrook and Roscoe Robertson. Oh, oh Robertson. Robertson. Yeah. So maybe no. there'll be three. See, this is good. We get to witness history. There you go. All right. Uh, so just a quick note. Um, the uh, Jew-hating video gamer, Myers Leonard, uh, <laughs> traded to uh, Oklahoma City for Trevor Ariza. <laughs> traded to the Tel Aviv Stars. For Trevor Ariza and a second-round pick in 2027. So. Trevor Ariza. Now, there's a guy... That yeah, see, he's a kind of a guy the Knicks should have hung on to, right? Nah, I, he, even I thought that when they got he, rid of him. He's a guy who I could see you know, going back to the Lakers and hitting a clutch three with like you know six seconds left in Game Five or something. Yeah, yeah. or or getting a block or a steal. Talk about yeah. a quality defensive player. He's very Andre Iguodala like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and springs in his legs. That guy Robert Ory ish. Yeah. Oh. So. That was it, and what was it? Uh, and who, what was the what was the round pick? The thing. Uh, second round in twenty twenty seven. Second round in twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven, yeah. And Trevor Ariza, that's what you get for second round pick six years from now. Who did he go to the Heat? <laughs> that's what the story says. Did he Oklahoma did he, City? Oklahoma City. So the Heat traded him. So the Heat are making room. Yeah, there you go. Yes. And and they look. I think right. you're going to see all the depot go to Miami. Yeah, they, they were going to make. I think that handwriting's right there. Yeah. Yeah, they were going to make room anyway, and then his incident, and they had nice Just things to say. Just along. Yeah. He was part of our run to the finals last year, and but we've decided to you know cut ties. They they were nice about it, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how tomorrow plays out. That's so for a lot sure. of a lot of Jews in Miami. I think was part of their statement. So uh, no, I admit no, they probably didn't say that. <clears throat> I'm sure they didn't. No. So. No. no. But in any Miami event, Beach, different story. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Boca, <laughs> sure. But um, yeah, they don't, they, they, don't, yeah they, they don't make it that far anymore. Anyway. Listen, he's yeah. going to Oklahoma. He'll probably fit right in there. Sure. 
I mean, not with the team necessarily, but with some of the culture out there. Now, now, now. Uh, One of the reddest of the red states is all I'm saying. Yeah. Let's not let's not beat up on Oklahoma just because. No, no, no. uh, You might lose one of our Oklahoma listeners. No, I'm I'm not talking the team. I'm talking the yes culture. We we understand political culture there. Right. So, in any event, let's move on. (laughs) Plenty of other good old boys to get on Twitch with out there. They have other people they hate far more. Yeah, Yeah, there's 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 plenty (laughs) other people they can hate on. So, all right. Uh, And on that note, if you will, let's. Let's wrap up NBA and go to our top 10 list tonight. How does that sound? How does that grab you? Also Fantastic. NBA related. It's also NBA related. That's why we're doing it now. So our, our top 10 list tonight is top 10 shooting guards in NBA history. Top 10 shooting guards in NBA history. Okay, we're going to do this the same way we've been doing it the last few weeks. I will read them and we'll go forward and we'll go from there. So let me pull up my... Cheat sheet information here, so I can see. How many exactly do we actually we have on the top ten? Have, yes, 10. eleven. We actually have eleven. We have one. Eleven. Top. We have a tie. We have a tie for fifth. So, uh, so mm-hmm. that's what it is. So, our top ten shooting guards in NBA history. I'm going to start with number ten. Number ten is going to be right here. There we go. Pete Maravich. Uh, Peter Press Maravich. Wasn't he on our point guard list, though? Pistol Pete. No, Pistol Pete wasn't. Wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't. No, He's he a point guard. So. He's a shooting guard. Well, he's. Um, I I always thought it was a shooting guard anyway, but okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, where am I? Here we go. Uh, five-time NBA All-Star, two-time and All NBA First Team, two-time All NBA Second Team, uh, NBA All Rookie Team in '71. He played for the Hawks from '70 to '74, the uh, Jazz uh, from '74 to '80. That's both New Orleans and Utah, obviously. And uh, he played. Uh, Finished up his career uh, the rest of 1980 with uh, the Celtics. Uh, had 15,948 total points for his career. That's 24.2 points per game. And uh, averaged uh, 4.2 rebounds per game and uh, 5.4 assists a game. Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. Not bad numbers. I'm sure he was happy to go from New Orleans to Utah. <laughs> That yeah, must, have been a, must have been a culture shock for him. And, and he and he almost made it on our uh, as the subject of our uh, top ten basketball movie. This is true. Yeah, this that's is true. right. He, he absolutely. Yeah, look, he was kind of a you know, nobody really had seen anybody quite like Pistol Pete when he came to the league. No, he was a phenom. And look, those are pretty good numbers. Twenty five a game. That ain't bad. Or twenty four point yeah. two or whatever. Twenty four point two. Twenty five. Twenty four. We'll call it. That's fine. That's really there. really good. There yeah. Goes. There you go. Number Alrighty 10. then. Number, Number 10. 10. Pistol Pete Maravich. There we go. Number oh, and nine. one more thing about no. Number kidding. nine. <laughs> Did you or are you kidding? No, no, I don't right. have anything else. All right. Number nine, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Uh, Earl Vernon Earl Monroe. That's his name. Um he played his uh played on two teams. He played for the Baltimore Bullets uh, from sixty seven to seventy one and from seventy one to nineteen eighty. He played for your New York Knicks. He's NBA champion in seventy three. Four-time NBA All-Star, uh, All-NBA First Team in 69, NBA Rookie of the Year in 68, uh, All-NBA All-Rookie uh, First Team in 68, and member of the 50th Anniversary Team. His number 15 is retired by the Knicks. His number 10 is retired by the Wizards. And uh, he had 17,454 points. That's 18.8 points per game. Uh, three rebounds per game and 3.9 assists per game. Earl the Pearl. What do you have to say about him, Harry? I just think he and Walt Frazier made the absolute best backcourt 
certainly in the Knicks history, I think maybe in the history of basketball. Uh, great look, he, sure. he, he was on a great team with uh, Wes Unseld and uh, w- with the Bullets. He came to the Knicks. You know, the Knicks had, had won a championship, then made it to the finals and lost. And uh, nobody thought that they could play together, Frazier and Monroe. And, and you know, I think Walt Frazier's numbers would have been, and Earl Monroe's numbers both would have been a lot higher. But they 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 played together. They played together really well, and they were unselfish. And, again, it's just a great Knicks team. And, you know, I don't – I remember Monroe. Monroe lasted a little longer than Frazier. I remember him kind of as a very, very young kid, kind of on his, in his last days. But um, again, this is part of that Knicks team that I just wish I could go back in time and watch because, um, well, much like Jets fans, this is all we got. This is true. This is true. Um, and he had uh, Earl the Pearl. He had another nickname. Remember what it was? Uh, no. Black Jesus. There you go. Huh. I was going to say my name is Earl Monroe. <laughs> my name is Earl Monroe. <laughs> I will just say uh, he's one of the few Knicks, I think, that I put on any of these lists. <laughs> yeah. And he was 10B on my list. There you go. There you go. Number nine, Earl. The Nick Hater, Radio Pete. <laughs> Earl of Pearl. I'm trying to I'm change, right. but it's hard. It's, he's working at it. If working the Nets suck, then I might, you know, kind of gravitate to being yeah, nice exactly. for the Knicks. Why, but... why would he do but it? But you had a long time to practice. <laughs> I had a long time to practice. It's, it's like surfing. I always say it's like surfing. You ride the top of the wave when you're there, yeah. and you look down at the other, and I you mean, go, ah, Petrovich years didn't make you an Knicks fan. I don't know. No, that was, listen, that's, <laughs> please, too soon. Too sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to number eight. Number eight is uh, Mr. Reginald Wayne Miller, Reggie Miller. Mm. Uh, yeah, the uh, only nickname I can uh, come up with for him would be Nick Killer. The Nick Killer. Yeah. Was he though? He beat the Knicks once. Yeah. Well, he beat I'm, the Knicks yeah, once. Yeah, he, did it, it, he, well, he had a bigger he, rivalry with Spike than he did with. He, the, he did it in dramatic fashion, <laughs> and the result was the same as everybody else in the East during that time. Yeah. Look. I, I've, I've always loved, hated Reggie Miller because sure. of just who he is. He was an asshole who was the, <laughs> the best shooter in the game. And to all you young kids out there who are Steph Curry lovers, Reggie Miller did everything Steph Curry did with people literally hitting him in the fucking head the whole game. <laughs> okay. Pretty he much. did everything Steph Curry did when you were able to play defense. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... He, he's great. And, you know, he's turned out to be a really great announcer. And, yeah. um, yeah. And, um, and, and one of the, one of the, the moment know, he lives in a Wendy's now at the moment. He does. He, I yeah. saw that. He lives in a Wendy's. <laughs> and, um, so, and he, and he kicked, uh, and he kicked uh, Kenny Smith out because he went to McDonald's or something. Well, I went to, nobody was. Yeah, well, he wouldn't let, yeah, he wouldn't let Kenny in. So. <laughs> wouldn't let Kenny Enough in. Kenny Smith. <laughs> Kenny Smith is a fit, has officially become the, uh, Who's who's the lead singer of the Foo Fighters? Uh, um, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. He's the Dave Grohl of sports. Like Dave Grohl is everywhere. It's like Dave Grohl just shows up. He's like, "What's this? Oh, Dave Grohl. Let's do a duet with Dave Grohl." Red, uh, Kenny, Kenny Smith is everywhere. It's yeah. like he's just on everything. I mean, granted, I watch a lot of basketball-related things, but Kenny Smith is just on everything. I saw I saw a Wendy's commercial back to back with a general uh car insurance commercial oh, kenny, smith, kenny smith was on both of them yeah. i kenny haven't smith seen the general them. one yet he yeah. was sitting on Shaq's shoulder <laughs> he, was, he was begging Shaq to let him sit and eat lunch with them that's right <laughs> yeah. so, 
But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, just 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 a note of stats. He played his entire career with the Pacers, eighty-seven through 05. Uh, and uh, five NBA, uh, five-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA third team. Remember the 50-40-90 club in 94? And, uh, and uh, 25,279 points per game, and only uh, 279 points per game. Wow, that's a, that's a big feat. <laughs> yeah, that's, really the, that's the impressive number, <laughs> that's really. Impressive. <laughs> Throw those totals out <laughs> I don't the think I could score 279 points if somebody fed me the ball under the basket for the entire game. And <laughs> you're just shitting layups. <laughs> Four, six. You get too tired after a while. Yeah, I would miss one or two. By the time you got to two fifty, you'd be. Uh, I can't. I can't yeah. do it. That's right. It's amazing, really. But uh, yeah, twenty five thousand two hundred seventy nine points for his career. Eighteen point two points per game. Um, but an even three uh, rebounds per game and even three assists per game. Anyway, there he is, number eight, Reggie. Guy, guy, love to hate Reggie Miller. Guy, you love to hate Reggie Miller. Unless you're me, which you just unless you're a paid. Man, yeah. exactly. or a Nick hater, yeah, or yeah. a Nick hater. Six no, no, too many Nick haters. I mean, I know a lot of really Yankee lot of haters, haters, but they, yeah. you know, the, how, how can you hate the Knicks? How can you hate a team that hasn't won in in I know. in forty eight years? I mean, you're a Mets fan and a Jets fan. The Knicks fit right in. Well, here's here and the net right, and here's oh, the here's Nets. The, okay, so you pick the Mets, one basketball Mets, team. Mets, Jets, and then now here's the thing. My father instilled in me when I was a young lad that you were not allowed to root for two teams from the same city or the same state or kind of the same region. Like you could never be a Yankee and a Met fan. You had to pick one and the other team you, you were obligated to hate. And you couldn't be, couldn't be a, a Steelers fan and, um, and an Eagles fan and an Eagles fan. You know, you, you had to, you had to pick one or the other. Right. And, and that unfortunately, I mean, I've been trying to sort of wean myself from that. Um, the, the Mets jets nets thing is just, God, there's gotta be a, like an at birth sort of social worker who can break people of that. Yeah, that, well, that was. Listen, we, we've all made bad choices in life. And yeah. you know what, though, I've said it. I've said it for years. I've said this to you since we were, you know, kids. I uh, Mets fan. Uh, Mets Giants makes more sense than to me anyway than Mets Jets because Mets fans, when they first became fans, a lot of them were Giants fans, you know, and they didn't want to be San Francisco Giants fans. They were New York Giants fans. So uh, they became Mets fans, and they were Giants football Giants fans. So there you go, Mets Giants. That's the connection. It's Giants Yankees, you know. I know Giants Rangers. That's that's the that's the logical. I understand. I I broke that. I broke that mold early on because I became an Islanders fan. Right. But other than that, I mean, the only the only the only one I break from that is the the Mets. Mets, The Mets are cute. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, my my dad was. Hopefully they're more than cute now. So he was a Yankees fan, so I guess I sort of rebelled by rooting for the Mets. But sure. he was a Jets fan, and we did have season tickets. Well, it all started. Uh, at, it all started with where you, where you were from. So I mean, a lot of people that lived in uh, on the island. Well, I'm, I'm not from the island. That's I know, the thing. but I, let me finish. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, <laughs> a lot of people who that that was where it, it, Queens, obviously Mets. Then the people moved from Queens to the island. You know, so that the Jets. You know, I start. It just. I don't know why it. It just seems to always track that way. But I mean, there's so many generations now of New York fans that it's obviously sure. there's going to be, you know, there's going to be cross pollinization. Sure. Yeah. But Absolutely. me being from upstate, it was weird because mm-hmm. you know I only became a Devils fan because they were kind of new in town. 
Yeah, and I became a Devils fan because I always had free tickets waiting for me. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, any of my friends I that were hockey fans. I can't tell you how many fans, Devils games I went to because there were so many damn free yeah. tickets. It was any, any of my friends that were hockey fans were Ranger fans. Yeah. You know, and they certainly weren't Islander fans. And I think it was a mix of Jets and Giants and a mix of uh, Mets and Yankees. But, you know, I was sort of in that zone where, you know, we didn't really have an identity. So we were kind of kind yeah i know we were kind of upstate you know well, what's 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 funny is uh um uh, not, 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 not far enough upstate to be you know a buffalo fan or anything like that so my neighbor my neighbor across the street really quick my neighbor across the street grew up in rhinebeck new york and okay that's right he, across he, the river from me he became a dolphins fan because other than jets rhinebeck dolphins the only the only football games that they used to get on tv back then and of course that was because this is the you know early 70s um, is be, it was the Dolphins uh, were on, so he was watching mm-hmm. the Dolphins every week. So he became a Dolphins fan. He became a Dolphins fan. That's the reason why there's so many Dallas football, Dallas Cowboy fans, because the the Dallas radio station would trans. I mean, you could hear it all the way in Nebraska. Yeah. So that's why in the middle of the country, you know, or all over the country. I mean, there's so many. Plus, then in the '70s, there was this whole marketing campaign to to, to make them America's team. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, that's but, right. That's what I became. Early, early on. They won Super Bowls. Early on. The, that's, uh, why, that's why you had so many Cowboys fans. In the, in the same in, thing with the Cardinals and what was the legendary station? K, KMOA or whatever it was out of St. Louis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Used KMOA, to cover KMOA, K, yeah, yeah. KMOA. They used to cover, you know, two-thirds of the country, basically. Yeah. And yeah, everybody, could, everybody could get the Cardinals game at night. So they yeah. would put the radio on and that's listen right. to the game. Insane, insane. Well, well, back to our top ten list. No, we were really, was we were really moving number, there. We made it all the way. Number, to number seven. Number seven. Let's get to number seven. Number seven is Mr. Ray Allen, Walter Ray Allen Jr., uh, to be exact. Uh, nickname uh, Shuttlesworth. From the, uh, I from thought it was Mr. Opportunity. <laughs> Mr. Opportunity. Uh, yeah, Ray Allen, the opportunist. <laughs> the opportunist. Well, he also got a pretty game. good. Sh- Pretty good got, shooter too. He got game, so yeah, he got game. Yeah, he got game. So, uh, uh, yeah, he played for the Bucks, the Sonics, the Celtics, and the Heat from '96 to two, 2014. I, I just think of him as I think of him as as a Sonic for some reason. Yeah, well, he won he won a championship with the Celtics in '08 and with the Heat in uh, Don't we remember. 2013. So <laughs> that's when that's kind of the beginning of the build the team. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It actually, probably was. Yeah, actually, ten uh, time NBA All Star. Uh, All NBA second team in 05, uh, third team in 01. Got the Sportsmanship Award in 03. Look at that. Uh, 24,505 points uh, for his career, 18.9 points per game. He had uh, a little higher in rebounds than others so far 4.1 rebounds per game and 3.4 assists. There he is, Mr. Walter Ray Allen Jr. Uh, anything from either of you on this particular number team? six? There we yeah. go. Number seven, all-time, Ray all-time great shooter, Ray Allen. There you yeah. go. Clutch, clutch, shooter. clutch shooter too. Clutch, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's got uh, he's he's number two, I think, in uh, in threes, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Steph's number one. He's number two, and and Reggie's still number three, I believe. But uh, there you go. For the Ray time Allen. being, at the moment, yeah. at the moment. Till tonight's G- game. G- give it time. Get yeah, tomorrow or, or Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> number six. We move on to number six. Clyde Drexler. Clyde Austin Drexler, Clyde the Glide, Clyde the Glide. He uh, played for the uh, Blazers from he's a blazer uh, eighty three to ninety five, <laughs> and then finished out his uh, last three years of his career with the Rockets and won a championship. Won a championship with the Rockets. Yep, he did. Uh, ninety five, ten time NBA All Star, 
Uh, All-NBA first team in 92, two-time All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team. Member of the 50th anniversary team. His 22 was retired by the Blazers and the Rockets. Had 22,195 points in his career. That's 20.4 points per game. Clyde Drexler. Uh, anything on this gent you two want to? I mean, he, I think he goes underrated. I think early on in his career, even in college, he was just incredible. And mm-hmm. he co- kind of reminded me of a combination of like George Gervin and David. T- I mean, he was just, he was, he was bigger for a shooting guard, you know, but he, he had that ability to go to the rim and shoot. And he was just, I mean, almost Dr. That's why the George Gervin's thing. I mean, he's, he was really, really yeah. creative around the rim and, and a great, and a great shooter. And look, he, uh, he played a big part in, in that second, you know, championship for he Houston. Did. He did. And, um, you know, uh, one, of, I, th- I think he's one of the most underrated players. I mean, he, he was definitely in Jordan's shadow because they, they built up that one time that he played against, Jordan in the finals as a big, big deal, and Jordan smoked him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wanted to go to a contender that, that year, too. He wanted mm-hmm. to, he begged Portland for a trade, so they sent him on down to Houston. So, but uh, yeah, well, there you go. Number six, Clyde the Glide, Clyde Drexler. That brings us to number five B. Number five B is Mr. Beard himself. There he is. Um, oh, it just dawned on me. I haven't been putting the pictures up. <laughs> it's okay. okay. Uh, whatever. Um, I spent time on him here. I'll, I'll, I'll throw. I'll throw the beards picture up. Here we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the right picture for him I, on the I, rocket. I had to put that up. That's why I was like, wait a minute. I got a good one for him, so I had to get that up. Uh, James Edward Harden Jr. Uh, he seems. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I look at how old he is, and he seems like he's like ten years older than he really is, but. That's uh, just the take I get on him. But uh, remember the Thunder from 2009 to 2012, 2012 to this year uh, on the Rockets. And uh, what was weird, though, is he wanted to leave. He, he wanted to leave the Thunder because he didn't want to play behind. Uh, he didn't want to play behind Durant anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, he still doesn't have that problem. <laughs> I guess he doesn't have that problem anymore. But uh, not for the last 16 games. Or this so. is true. This is true. <laughs> This is very true. But uh, in any event, yeah, NBA uh, MVP in 2018, nine-time All-Star, uh, six-time All-NBA first team, All-NBA third team uh, for a year, uh, NBA sixth man of the year in 2012, uh, three-time NBA scoring champion, uh, last three years actually, uh, assist leader in 2017. Uh, no, uh, no stats, obviously. His career is still going, so we don't have a total. I don't have a total on this particular page of – what his point totals are at the moment. So I, uh, I defer to lot. you guys. It's a lot. He's, he's, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll have a very large number when he, retires, he's, so. he's the youngest ABA player to ever play in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, he's sort of a throwback and yet he's also, there's something singular about James Harden that I can't quite put like who name somebody who he reminds you of. I can't think of anybody else. That's the weird thing. He he has an odd physical presence. He is faster than he looks. He's a great shooter. He has a strange, almost, you know, he, he has like a Euro step plus when he's passing. It, it, it's, he, it's almost, yeah, he, he's, he's got, he, he's got he's better handle. 
He's got better handles than you would think to look at him, too. Absolutely. He's an excellent ball handler. And and he's deceivingly quick. That's the thing. He doesn't look like it. It looks very methodical. But he does he, everything well. He, he handles does. the ball well. He can get to the hoop well and finish getting to the hoop. He can shoot from the outside, lights out. He's an excellent passer. Okay, maybe he doesn't play great defense, but he can play defense you know, when he wants I to. I don't think he's a horrible defender. This is the same thing that you know people. Are, he's probably one of the better defenders on the Nets right now. No, he's probably the best defender on the Nets <laughs> right now. But and the know, most durable. I never thought he, I would say. You know, he's he's. There's something about him, and he looks he looks like he's in the worst shape of his career. I think it's the haircut change for some reason. I don't know what. Maybe maybe he just because uh, he, he's not he, he's not, but he just looks bigger. Like then he's yeah. ever looked but then he before. just goes out and plays, you know, forty two minutes a night, night after night, or forty six, yeah. and you know, right. and it's like it's, when they really need him, it's right. like street ball almost. It's he, he looks like some of the old school guys that would have played in the ABA. Yeah, you know, he's like he's like fat lever, only yeah. with like, a, a foot more height and way more shooting range. He, he wanted out of out of Oklahoma because he didn't want to be in anyone's shadow, right? and he went to Houston, and that went sour, and then he was just absolute pariah for the you know what he did there although he's he since apologized but i don't think that's gonna really make things all super sweet for a lot of uh, fans in houston um so uh, but now he's come to the nets and he's he's a completely different player and well, because you go who you're comparing him to he's he's got nutcase number one uh, in the backcourt with him and he's got you know it's glass ankles uh uh, on right, the other but, side but, of him. But you kind of go, where Where was this guy all these other years? I think he was you know? that guy in Oklahoma City. I always thought he was. I thought him and Westbrook were But just were coming both, off the bench, it never really got the press. Yeah. Well, well right. they he were was the big a, three. He was man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But not in the same way that he's... You and, know. you know, for the first couple of years in Houston, especially when Chris Paul was there, I mean, he they were they were a good team. It just he real. I think he realizes what I've been talking about is that his time's running out, and and I think he does want to win a championship. And he realized, you know, it, w- it would have been nice doing it myself in Houston, but I, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, well, they they didn't seem like they were ever gonna give him, you know, the surrounding the the surrounding cast to get it done. So I think he had Chris Paul, then he had Westbrook. I mean, they gave him bigger names than than a lot of other teams had, but it just wasn't enough. And yeah. Well, and and, and he I'm, also well, had a horrible coach, yeah. right? Yeah, he had a terrible coach, and and Westbrook at that time was still a little bit more wild than he, you know, he seems to have really calmed down and be, and you know, kind of become a little bit of a different player too. So, but now he's look, now he's holding up the, you know, holding up the what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Holding up the bridge, bailing the water out of the ship with everybody out, uh, you know, the, the other big two out on the net. So. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how that continues, and eventually we'll have a uh, point total for him. But he's uh, he's got a lot right now. He's he's uh, yeah, a little uh, a little racking him up every night. He's got a ways to go. Sorry. Number five B, James, the beard Harden, James Edward Harden Jr. That brings us to number five A. Number five A is the Ice Man himself, George Gervin. Um, Oh, geez, uh, played. uh, Let's see, 1972 to 1990, he played for, uh, first team was the uh, Pontiac uh, Chaparrales. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> yeah. 
I got uh, I got a pennant on on the shelf here. Somewhere. You got the you got the pennant, the shop Yeah, so, somewhere it. on the shelf. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, and then he played a year for the Virginia Squires, and then he played for the Spurs uh, for uh, oh I don't know eleven seasons. After that, um, you know, obviously that was uh, the one team that he played for that actually did merge <laughs> with the NBA from the ABA. Uh, Bulls for a year uh, and retired. Uh, played with uh, played with uh, uh, MJ for a year. Um, but yeah, and he uh, and he coached for a couple se- couple of uh, seasons too uh, with the Spurs. Who's assistant anyway? I mean, prior prior to what the, what we know as the the most recent Spurs, the Popovich, Duncan, Admiral, Ginobili, Parker years, mm-hmm. he was the Spurs. Name a Spur before them, George Gervin. George Gervin. That's it. I mean, he <laughs> and he was again. You put him in in that list of players when it was Doctor J and. George Gervin and David Thompson and Adrian Dantley. And there was just some amazing scorers back in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the late seventies, early eighties of the NBA, there was, you know, he was one of the best. Yep. Nine time NBA all-star, uh, uh, all-star game MVP in 1980, five time all NBA first team, two time all NBA second team scoring champion, four times 78 through 80 and an 82, uh, three time, uh, ABA all-star. Uh, two-time All-ABA second team, uh, All-ABA rookie first team. His number 44 is retired by the Spurs. 26,595 points in his career, 25.1 points per game. So, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, before uh, before the Spurs teams uh, that anybody uh, is watching basketball now can uh, can mention the names uh, all there was. Yeah, there, it was George Griffin, absolutely. And one of the great all-time commercials, although I can't remember what it was for, maybe Gatorade? Was it Gatorade? Where uh, only the Iceman can finger roll. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did, have, he did have a pretty amazing finger roll. Yeah. yeah. I forget what the commercial was for, but I do remember that line at the end. I don't remember it. Yeah. I remember that. I remember I, I'm, some some might, young buck playing Gatorade, basketball and shooting the, uh, and, and uh, he goes to finger roll. I don't, maybe was, was it was it MJ? No, it would have been, wouldn't have been Jordan. No, it was, it was Gervin. No, I mean, uh, who the other the, oh, the, the other youngster, youngster in the commercial? Was. I don't think it was. Well, maybe it was, uh, unless it was. Maybe it was uh, when because he did play with what Jordan for a year. So maybe they uh, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they had. But so yeah, so he goes to whoever it was goes to to finger roll and Gervin from his sort of spot on Mount Olympus. Right. The the shot goes awry and he says, "Only the Ice Man may finger roll." <laughs> anyway, there you go, number five A. George Gervin, the Iceman. All right. That brings us to number four. Number four is none other than the answer or AI. Uh, practice. AI. Practice. You're talking practice? about practice. You know, practice. Um, Alan Azel Iverson uh, played 10 years, 11 years, about 10 years, with the uh, Sixers. Uh, a couple years with the Nuggets, a couple years with the Pistons. And here with the Grizzlies, back to the Sixers uh, for a year. Uh yeah, he um NBA MVP in 01, 11-time All-Star, uh 11 years in a row. Two-time uh, NBA All-Star game MVP in 01 and 05, three-time All-NBA first team, three-time All-NBA second team, rookie of the year in 97, all-rookie first team in 97, four-time NBA scoring champion, uh steals leader uh for three years in a row, and his number 3 is retired by the Sixers. 24,000. He never won an MVP. Points. Did never he win an MVP? No. Huh. Oh, no, yeah, I said it first. I'm sorry. Okay. MVP in 01. 01. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah. 
So there you go. Alan Iverson. Uh, AI, as he's known to his, uh, his close friends. Maybe the toughest yeah. guy who ever played the game. Per inch, the, the most productive player. I mean, again, much like James Harden, Alan Iverson was kind of an enigma at the time. It, he was this relatively small guy just dominating the court. And uh, there's a good documentary on, on Iverson that, you know, covers his time with E.B. Brown and well, not E.B. Brown, um, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. And um, his time with the Sixers. And then, you know, I, I was really excited when he came to the Nuggets because that was actually a really good Nuggets team. And, and he actually played pretty well and was kind of deferred to some of the other guys on the team, became more of a playmaker. Yep. But um one of the best scorers in the history of the NBA. And again, a guy who that Sixers team that he took to the finals, he literally carried that team on his shoulder. And I mean, other than Dirk Nowinski winning a championship with Dallas, the fact that Iverson even won a game in that finals was against, I think it was against Lakers was unbelievable. And uh, yeah, he's, he he was polarizing. He was polarizing. You loved him or hated him. And some of it was, I you think know, a lot of his, it was media-driven because of the way he looked. Look, at the I think time, it was. Right. Some of it was the way he looked. Some of it was his attitude. And some of it was you hate him because he was just so damn good and he wasn't on your favorite team. Right. But, you know, you he, know. he got shit for being himself. And, you know, what, what, if you saw what Allen Iverson looked like when he came into the league, he looks like every a, a, a tame version of every NBA player today. Yeah. But he was right. he was he was pro, he was racially judged culturally judged by the media and by fans alike because he'd look like where he came from and he wouldn't change because of that he wouldn't he wouldn't conform and he wouldn't you know he wouldn't play the media game no he spoke the truth at all times but he was a great college player and a great nba player and i i think he's probably on my starting lineup of most underrated NBA basketball players. I just, yeah. I feel like he's never in the conversation enough. Uh, he and look, he was, he was one of the top three or four players in the NBA for 10, 15 years. Yeah. He's just, yeah, that, he, he kind of gets a short, Oh, Albert, Iverson. Oh yeah. He was great. But you know, people who didn't, you know, maybe didn't see him play or didn't see him play that much or don't really dive into the numbers when, you know, kind of just, I don't know. I think it's you're right. It's easy to overlook him or to to underrate him. Yeah, yeah. The one guy today who at times has flashes of Iverson is Kyrie Irving. I just like sometimes get an Allen Iverson type of vibe from him, just because of his ability as a relatively you know uh, Kyrie is much taller than Iverson, but his ability to kind of go into the paint and create the way he does. But yeah. Iverson was fearless, and he played at a time you know he kind of crossed a couple eras in the nba but it was certainly a tougher game back then right. and he took a beating he just took yeah. a beating yeah great player and then i don't remember him ever in other words to me it wasn't part of his general persona to complain about that beating either it was no. just part of the game get knocked down get yeah. back up put it in the hoop and that's how you win you know yeah don't complain just go do your job Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Number four, Mr. Allen Iverson. All right. Now bring us to number three. Number three is D Wade. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Tyrone Wade. 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 Another guy who has quickly drifted 
off the discussion topic, you know, yeah. of, of great players. But look, you could say all you want about that first championship with the LeBron one. That wasn't LeBron's team. That was Dwayne Wade's team. It was Dwayne Wade's team. And, you know, he, yeah. he, he also helped Shaq win a championship too. So yeah. Dwayne Wade in his prime was, he, he just seemed to deteriorate very quickly. Yep. Because didn't he come into the league one, isn't it almost a year, just a year before LeBron? LeBron? I believe so. I believe he was. Yeah. He's he's a year, a year, a year ahead of him. So, um, or two, maybe two, mm-hmm. maybe two. Um, he played uh, what the Heat from '03 to '16. Uh, won three championships during that time: '06, '12, and '13. Uh, NBA Finals MVP in '06. Thirteen-time uh, All Star, uh, NBA All Star Game MVP in 2010. Two-time All NBA First Team, three-time All NBA Second Team, three-time All NBA Third Team. Three-time All-NBA Defensive Second Team. Scoring champion in 09, All-Rookie First Team in 04, and his number three is retired by Miami. At 23,165 points in his career, that's 22 points per game. Uh, and you're absolutely right. That was uh, that was not LeBron's team. That was uh, that was uh, Dwayne Wade's team. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was pretty badass. He was. Yeah. And and I mean, and but but he was also... He always seemed like a good guy. Like who hated? He him? was very personable and marketable. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like who hated Dwayne Wade? You might, you, you know, might... he ma- he married a movie star, and you know, I mean, right. yeah. But I don't, you know, like I don't remember any. Again, not that this, you know, I'm not the obviously not the official record, but <clears throat> excuse me, but I don't remember, you know, any incidents of him berating fans or you know getting into any kind of real trouble. It just seemed like he was a very personable and likable guy. Like he was a good guy, and he also happened to be a fantastic basketball player, and was absolutely embraced by right. uh, by the he, state of Florida. He, def- he definitely beat out Ron Artest for Sportsman of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Did he? Did he? Though? A cup was a couple of votes. That's right. <laughs> by a couple of votes. <laughs> God. Yeah. Somebody's got to do a documentary on this. I don't know if that should be the. Is that the bar though? Well, he never went into the fans and uh, into the stands and beat up a fan that we know of. Not not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not not yet. (laughs) Dwayne Wade. Uh, Ron Hartest. There you go. Uh, meta, (laughs) meta, meta, meta world peace. No, it's it's Meta Sandiford Artest now. Okay. Yeah, he changed it. Number three, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Number two. So, uh, <laughs> you gotta love that. All right. Well, these next, these next couple. Uh, I wonder I, who could possibly be. I don't two. know. Uh, that was number three is Dwayne Wade. So number, I don't know if these next couple are gonna have. We're gonna have much to say about them. Let's see. Let's get to number two. Number two is. Uh, oh yeah, this guy, uh, Mister. May he rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant, Black Mamba. Yes. Uh, Five uh, five times spent his entire career with the Lakers, uh, twenty years, um, ninety six to t- two thousand sixteen. Five time NBA champion, uh, two time NBA Finals MVP, NBA MVP in 08, 18 time All Star, eighteen time All Star, almost <laughs> all but two seasons of his career <laughs> he was an All Star. Um, four time uh, NBA All Star Game MVP. 11-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team, nine-time All-NBA defensive first team, and three-time second team, uh, two-time scoring champion, slam dunk contest champion in 97, 
uh, all-rookie team in 97. Uh, and uh, his numbers 8 and 24 are both retired by the Lakers. 33,643 points for his career, 25 points per game. Kobe Bean Bryant. Go for it. I mean, look, if you need to, we, we don't have anything to add that everybody hasn't already heard. No. I mean, he, he he's he's probably, he's on the Mount Rushmore of basketball grades. Yeah. With with the guy next. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there, there, you, what, what, what can you say? You know, really? He was a good system shooting guy. System he shooting. was a yeah. He fit into the Lakers system exactly. very well. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah, there's yeah. if there's anybody that you want to say, try and make any argument uh, up against Michael. As, as far as I'm concerned, Kobe's the only guy who comes close. It's still a losing argument, but not by with shoot with shooting guards or with players in general. With with. Maybe a little bit less so with with both, but a little bit less so with players in general. Yes, yeah. you can certainly because I think certainly that, there are arguments, but as far as shooting guards go, and and players in general, I mean, there's there's yeah. few to none. Well, he tailored his game after Michael. I mean, he yeah. was the next generation of Michael, and he came pretty darn close. You yeah. know, he did. Yeah. Yep, he was well, good. He, he was. <laughs> he was put, good. He's putting it mildly. Number two, Kobe. It was all Phil Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was Jackson and Shaq. Well, it was Jackson for both of them, right? Right. So, there you go. Kobe, Kobe Bean. And number one is the World one, Be Free. And the number Meta one. Meta World Be Free. Meta World Be Free. Number one on our list and number one in, uh, you know, your hearts as the story goes. Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan, MJ, Air Jordan, his airness. Let's look at these stats, shall we? Uh, <laughs> Do we need to? Uh, Come on. Uh, I'm having flashbacks of Charles Smith missing five layups in a row. Every time I see Jordan, that's what I think of. If you really look at that in slow-mo, there yeah. was no foul. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to love it. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, six-time NBA champion, six-time NBA finals MVP, which means obviously he won it every year he went. Five-time NBA MVP, 14-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA All-Star Game MVP, 10-time All-NBA First Team, All-NBA Second Team, NBA Defensive Player of the Year in 88, nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, Rookie of the Year in 85, All-Rookie First Team in 85, 10-time Scoring Champion, 10-time Scoring Champion. Uh, Mostly before, and a lot of that was before he won championships. Uh yeah yeah eighty seven through ninety three I mean he the the first five years he was a scoring champion they would they didn't win the championship yep there you go um uh, three time uh, NBA steals leader uh, two time NBA slam dunk ca- uh, contest champion his number twenty three is retired by the Bulls and by the Heat uh, three time uh, Associated Press Athlete of the Year and I could just keep going on fiftieth anniversary yeah. all time team I I could go on for another hour with his stats and the, and the recipient of by most the ghost fouls in the playoffs yeah. <laughs> thirty two thousand two hundred and ninety two points and folks he played in less games than others because he retired for two years and he had a shorter career lengthwise anyway it's thirty point one points per game was his average for his career over thirty points per game folks uh, yeah. Uh, anything to add to that? I mean, really? 
He was nothing without Pippen and Kerr. He was a good systems player. Yeah, I mean, B.J. Armstrong really propped him up. He was a systems, yeah, systems yeah. shooting Kerr. Yeah. And yeah. He, he fit right into uh, that, was it, the uh, uh, Jackson's uh, triangle. Well, look, as much as he was a prima donna, <laughs> he backed it up on the court every single sure. time. And, look, he was not a great defender earlier in his career. Wasn't a great he, wasn't as great a shooter. Wasn't a great shooter either. But he, you know, transformed himself. He learned those skills. He improved on those skills, I should say. And uh, you know, he he did what he had to do to. He to just win games. he just knew how to win games better than anybody. Yeah. I mean, Kobe, that's why Kobe's a close second. LeBron is in the conversation, but he. I don't think in any sport at any time with the exception of maybe Mariano Rivera, but even he wasn't perfect. There's nobody that the ball in their hand with the game on the line where they were the prime. You just, I just always knew this is over. Right. It does not matter how hard I yell at my television. Mm-hmm. He, the bull, he and the bulls are going to win this game. And it happened all the time. Every single time. Every, it well, didn't matter. Every time. I mean, the only, the only time he didn't win was when he came back midway through the season, and they lost to Orlando in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Yeah, right. that was even it was even beyond midway. I think I know. It was, yeah, it was, it was just after the All Star break. Yeah, but, but uh, uh, other than that, you know, it took him a long time to get to the finals. Yeah, and I and think once he got there, every time he was there, he they they won. Right. And, just, and, and he's the perfect example of a team having a ultra ultra superstar, where they just put the right role players with him. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't care what anybody says, he there. Scottie Pippen's legacy without Jordan is is nowhere near what it is right now. I mean, yeah. he's just not the player we think he is, or he thinks he is. Um. But he had great role players around him who were made way better than they were by his presence. Sure. And so when the whole team collapses on you, sure, B.J. Armstrong or Steve Kerr or John Phil Paxton, John Paxton can be the hero. Right. Because right. there's nobody within ten feet because you have to put four people on them. Right. You know. And, and when that doesn't happen, all you got to do is push off and you'll yeah, push get, off you'll, and, you'll get your uh, shot. So that's right. That's it. I mean, Craig Elo and uh, what's his name on Utah know all about that. Yeah, sure. it's yeah. – but, but even with that, that he, he, you know, he, he hit wasn't. those shots. Yeah. He hit yeah. those shots. He made those moments. He won those championships. And, look, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of, uh, of Kareem. I'm a big advocate of other big men who came before him. There, there's, there, there's probably nobody better in sports, with the exception of maybe – Serena Williams that has dominated their game like Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, there just isn't. Yeah. There just isn't. Michael Phelps, did he, did he do it as long? No. Um, maybe, I think, maybe I think Federer. Well, I think Serena well, in tennis is more dominant. But yeah, I mean, well, you're, you're right. right. Yeah. You're, and Djokovic maybe has a chance on the men's side. But Jordan did it, and he did it with, with the entire world watching him. And he became, I mean, Michael and I mean, uh, Larry and Magic brought the NBA, to, but the, the the Jordan mania. Have, have, I've, I haven't seen anything since then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, has anybody else been? Nobody was literally cl- 
climbing over each other to get a shoe named after somebody. (laughs) You know, I mean, the Jordan media was, I remember it with Dr. J, you know, it was, it was crazy, but Jordan took it to a whole new level and there hasn't been anybody since, you know, he's, he's that unique. He's the, he's the best ever. And, uh, God damn it. Just, once I would have wanted the Knicks to beat him. <laughs> Just once. Just well, once. They, they had they had the shot. They had the shot. He retired. They had the shot. Well, they had their shot. Even I wanted them to beat him with him. Oh, I and see they had their shot. Yeah, and they, they just Charles Smith. <laughs> God damn it! Five in a row. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey. Well, there you go. Number one, Michael Jordan. And just because I did the work. We'll uh, give a quick back rundown uh, of our top 10 one more time. Number 10, Pete Maravich. Number 9, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Number 8, Reggie Miller. Number 7, Ray Allen. Number 6, Clyde Drexler. Number 5, B, James Harden. Number 5, A, Iceman George Gervin. Number 4, Allen Iverson. Number 3, Dwayne Wade. Uh, Number 2, Kobe. And number 1, Michael, there you that go. Guy, that guy, <clears throat> that guy right there. That's what I have to say about that. So, um, yeah. So uh, that should bring us now. I have to do this really quick. That should bring us now to our featured section: old balls. Old balls. Mr. Harry Lugnuts, why don't you tell us who tonight's old balls is? Well, tonight's old balls was a shooting guard in keeping with our top ten list. Who? Michael Jordan said the whole meaning of vertical leap began with this man. <laughs> he was nickname was the Skywalker. Bill Walton described this man as Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, and LeBron James rolled into one. Who am I talking about? None other than Mr. David Thompson. Yes, Mr. David Thompson. Who, you might add? Well, yeah, David Thompson was one of the best players in the NBA, and unfortunately his career was cut short by injuries and then, sadly, drug addiction. And, uh, you know, he's, he's turned his life around, has become a motivational speaker, but he's, he's, he, he played he, – he went 30 – or 27-0 and 0 for North Carolina State in 1973, but the Wolfpack was banned that year from postseason play due to – NCAA rules violations, including his recruitment. The next year, he then led the Wolfpack to a 30-1 and season in the Men's Division I Basketball Championship. So 57-1 and in two years in North Carolina State. He was, uh, you know, four-time NBA All-Star, NBA All-Star Game MVP in 1979. But, I mean, his main years that he was known for was the Nuggets played for the Nuggets from 75 to 82 was, um, you know, the ABA rookie of the year because his first year, the Nuggets were still in the ABA. And, um, you know, I, I think he averaged over 25 points a game while he was on the Nuggets. He, he still averaged close to 23 points a game, you know, 4.1 rebounds and 3.3 assists a game. But, you know, I mentioned some of these guys earlier, the George Gervins and the, uh, the Dr. J's and, and and that he, he was just, I remember watching some of those late games when the NBA was, you know, on, on Sunday afternoons and just being completely fascinated with David Thompson. He was one of the most athletic players to ever play the game came in second 
by a very small margin to none other than Dr. J in the very first dunk contest. And, um, you know, he, 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 he signed a, a then record-breaking setting contract with the, with the Nuggets uh, and, and then hurt himself later that year. And, um, you know, he was traded to the Seattle Supersonics in 82. Um, he made the all-star team at Seattle, uh, but his, you know, for those last two years at Seattle, his, his average went down and, um, in 84, a knee injury forced him into retirement. So his, his year was cut short. He, you know, these injuries caused him to become, you know, really isolated and lonely and led to, you know, addiction, primarily cocaine. And, uh, his career ending in 1984 knee injury resulted from being shoved down a stairwell during a fight at studio 54. So, um, he's turned his life around. He's, he's become a, you know, he works with both the Hornets and the Nuggets in their community relations department. And, uh, he went back to college and completed his degree in sociology. And, um, I, he's just one of those guys, much like Bernard King, where they're just cut down because of injuries. But I don't know. I mean, to me, he was, I think he was the best shooting guard in the league from 19, you know, 75 to 1980, 1981. He was just that good. And um, he's this week's recipient of, Incredible designation as the locker room's old balls, Mr. David Thompson. Mr. David Thompson. There yeah. you go. First pick of both oh. the ABA and the NBA. Yeah. And, he, and he's only he's one of only six players to score 70 points in an NBA game. In fact, he scored 73 points, which he thought would get him to the scoring title. And then George Gervin scored 63 points later that night and won by, I think, a percentage point. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. There you go. Well, that is uh, that is our old balls, and it wraps up the NBA <laughs> for this week. Um, at this point, we're gonna do a few other things. Let's jump into uh, just a couple of uh, minutes of Major League Baseball. Um, wanted to touch on <clears throat> the Lindor issues uh, in the contract. I just want your opinions really quick. Um, he's hitting right now. Uh, Francisco Lindor for the Mets, uh, 342 with seven hits, four home runs, and 11 RBI. And that's over the course of 12 games that the Mets have played in uh, spring training. Uh, he's played it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible <clears throat> trade. Get rid of him. Um, no need to now I just want him. I just want to point one thing out, too. Um, he's in the last six games, so not, not the first six games he played, the, the, the most recent six games he played. Um, he's hitting 476 with those same – Four home runs and eleven RBI. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he. Uh, so he's heating up right before the he's season. He's heating starts. up before Perfect. the season starts. So yeah, um, are they going to sign him in the next week? Because he's said before, no. That once the season starts, he doesn't want to do anything. And I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think they should. Uh, they definitely should. I agree. <laughs> It'd be stupid not to. the The number seems to be right around three twenty five. That's what the number seems to be. Whether it's ten years, thirty-two and a half million a year, or some sort of a sliding scale, or maybe they give him an eleventh year. He's twenty-seven, right? Yeah. So. Well, look if he if they don't sign him and he walks at the end of the year or goes, you know, obviously be a free agent. So, yeah. uh, and he goes somewhere else, then obviously it will be a huge mistake. Yep. <laughs> if it's, they either sign him or they 
they they sign him either before or after the season. Well, you know, then, then something tells them. me something tells me they're going to sign him. Something tells me they'll pull something out. And they're going to sign. Him. They're going to. I think something tells me they're going to sign Lindor and Conforto before the before next Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and uh, on a Yankees note, um, Kluber pitched well yesterday. Uh, He's pitched fairly three, well three and throughout the innings, preseason. Three and two-thirds innings yesterday. Gave it three hits. One unearned run. Only three walks and uh, four uh, – three walks, but he had four strikeouts. So better than can be – you know, better than was expected. Well, from yeah, but any time he doesn't break his arm throwing a pitch, that's considered a good it's out. A, it's hey, a good game. Hey, 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 hey. Well, hey. I'm just saying that's what happened last time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Justin Wilson – uh, is uh, is hurt now. Uh, he had a, uh, some soreness or whatever. I'm not sure what the injury was, but his ERA prior to uh, prior to leaving the game the other day uh, was uh, just a pretty low 23.14 uh, was his ERA. So yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, that was my career ERA in the majors. It was your career ERA in the majors. Yeah, it was a short career, but and and an ugly so one to boot. You faced but... one batter, didn't you? No. Uh, it was four, uh, four batters. Four, four batters, four batters. Right, gotcha. And I managed uh, to get up to 23. It's one of the highest ever in league good. history. I'm pretty Absolutely. proud of it. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, it was only after that that I realized that lower was actually a better thing. I, I thought the higher the number, the better, because that's how things yeah. go. But, yeah, I was mistaken. Gotcha. The uh, judge is hitting, uh, judge is hitting uh, 235 right now. He's uh, 8 for 34 uh, with no home runs. Um Question for for both of you, uh, more so for Harry, but both of you, uh, what's going to be a bigger issue this year, uh, the Yankees pitching, or Judge and Stanton staying healthy? Well, Stanton, they announced the other day, is not going to play in the outfield anymore during spring training, right? For the New York Yankees, right? Now, how much is that going to extend into the season? Well, probably. Well, I don't know. He can hurt himself swinging the bat too, right? Didn't he have rib? Uh... Yeah, he he doesn't have to be in the field to get hurt. Look, when he was healthy last year, he 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 did fairly well. I'm yeah. going to reframe the question: What's more important, the Yankees pitching or Judge and Stanton Stan playing well? The it. answer is the Yankees pitching, yeah. because as much as I I just I really like Aaron Judge and I think he's an incredible player. I think pitchers have finally figured him out a little bit. He's He's very Dave Kingman-like. Strikes out a lot. Um, can hit the ball 7,000 yards. I mean, he's that good. Yeah, far. But <laughs> I don't have as much faith in it. Look, if, if, if the Yankees, if Kluber can have a great season, if Cole can just be Garrett Cole, if Debbie Garcia can pitch, if they can get Severino back and Herman pitches the way that he has been pitching, the Yankees starting pitching is looking okay. It, I think it's going to really depend on Severino coming back and, and not being a nutcase and being able to pitch in tough situations. Right. Um, I, I hope that they, he, you know, I hope that he doesn't load the bullpen up to the point where the, because the Yankees bullpen last year was a bit of an enigma. It was a bit of a problem. Everybody said, Oh, they had the best bullpen in baseball, best bullpen in baseball. I think was- they have to get, they have to get innings out of their starters. Starters, yeah, definitely. Well, and, and I think they're okay because if if an Aaron Judge gets hurt or is not playing well, 
they've got people who can who can fill in that role. There's a DH or an outfielder. I I still hope Mike Talkman makes this team because I think he's one of the better outfielders in the league, and he's fighting he's fighting for a position yeah. you know spot. Um, you know, James Talon is he going to be a starter? Or is he going to be in the bullpen? Jordan Montgomery, I don't know, but I think I think they'll be okay. I have no faith in Araldus Chapman in a big game. And Britain, we all know, is fighting injuries. It, so it's going to be Lasaga and Sessa and, and all the, the usual culprits to see if they can make up the uh, make up the uh, the difference. But if, if, if in the outfield, you can create runs with Frazier and Gardner and Talkman and Wade and Hicks. Sure. I mean, and if your pitching is doing well, you can create enough runs to win. Right. You don't need, you know, a late inning, three inning, uh, three run home run to kind of bail you out. Well, that's that's, if your pitching is good and your defense is good. And that was that was their moniker last year, though. Tyler Tyler having a hell of a spring. They're finding out that Gio Urshela can play shortstop. They got LeMay who signed. Luke Voigt can play first or be a be a, a be a th and and then you got what's his name uh bruce who you know is he gonna make the team so um i think they're it's their pitching it's their pitching it's pitching we're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk more about that uh we're gonna go a little bit more into detail with both the mets and the yankees uh this uh this friday uh, pay attention to the posts. Uh, we're, we'll be doing a two different uh, podcasts, a uh, Mets corner and a Yankees corner. Uh, they'll be about a half an hour each. Um, so you want to check those. We'll be uh, we'll be doing both uh, this week, and we'll dive into the uh, you know where they stand right now, both teams uh, before the start of the season. And uh, if you have any uh, teams that you want us to dive into and you want us to do a podcast, just write in and we'll see if we can. I know uh, Harry might want to do a uh, State of the Rockies at some point, too, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Can we fill half an hour? The unloading <laughs> begins. The sadness begins. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. But uh, that'll be this week. But, yeah, I do. Uh, uh, to sum up that note uh, uh, on your point, Harry, I do think it's the pitching is more important. So. Um, and, Agreed. and and it always has been. So anyway, all right. One one quick former net note. I don't know if you heard this, John, but uh, former net former Met note. Uh, Ahmed Rosario getting a tryout in center field for the uh, Indians. Is I don't really? know if you heard that. But yeah, I did not hear yeah. that. No. Apparently, Jimenez is uh, trying to cement himself at shortstop, and and that that's an obvious will, one. So. Right, right. But uh, they were like, "What are we going to do with Rosario?" I guess he's playing well enough they want him on the team so they were trying him out in center field and it was he had a pretty disastrous game gotcha. uh, i guess this was uh, i don't know probably four or five days ago i heard the story a mm. couple of errors and uh so it, it wasn't an, ex- an experiment that was going well but well right um, i feel i know. feel a little bad for him because it was so highly touted i mean it was the number two yeah. uh, you know he was be- behind uh uh was it behind glaber torres right he was number two uh yeah uh, uh, prospect uh, in the league mm-hmm. uh, back in the day behind uh, behind Torres, and uh, you know for for his career to go awry that quickly. I mean, he's still a young kid. But... Yeah, well, well, look at least Cleveland is trying to find a spot for him, so they believe in him. So that you know that's good. 
But yeah, then no. again, you kind of go, what, what what happened to the Indians that they're trying to put <laughs> they're trying up to put Rosario in center, field. in center field? I'm sure he's not going to start in center field. So my guess is he would come off the bench and play. Uh, play. Uh, de- uh, I, <laughs> he I, wouldn't be a defensive replacement. It would be a bat. And then if he had to stay in the game. Right, you know, right, right. Which, yeah. you know, the, looking at his early part of his career, you wouldn't think, well, he's not a guy who's coming in for a bat, although he had a better season last season. Maybe the funds are pinched. Maybe a great outfielder and pinch runner. Pinch yeah. runner, and then we'll stick him in the outfield. But you know, but he's know. young. He's still young. Yeah. He's got right. to look. If he, he's a good athlete, and if he can develop those skills, then who knows? He might end up, uh, you know, being yeah. out center for the next 15 years. I mean, there's so many professional yeah, baseball players. He becomes a lights out center There's field. so many <laughs> baseball players in their seventh season who learned how to hit. There you go. Sure. And play a new position. Right. <laughs> Can't you imagine? Yeah. Why not? What yeah. the hell? Well, that's yeah. that, but that's the thing. He's he's not a natural at it. We know that. So, if it's going to happen, it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, well, I mean, let me ask you guys: do, do you think Jay Bruce will make it on this Yankees roster? I think, I Jay think Bruce might be good enough to get on the roster, and then he'll do next to nothing after the yeah. first month and a half. Well, he'll be. A bit, I think the Yankees should. I mean, I like Jay Bruce, but I think Talkman's a better roster spot guy i, I like jay bruce yeah. too but he always ends up being a disappointment he, he is and i have... think I, he can opt out of his minor league contract if he doesn't make this team which tells me that he could be available for somebody else yeah maybe he can make him maybe he can uh, be picked up by the rockies yeah uh, play, play ball uh, that, that would require yeah yeah yeah, he'll have to pay them thirty dollars an hour to play <laughs> and clean the stands. Oh, yeah, let me play ball for you, and I will clean up the concession every day. Every day, yeah. So. The, the Rockies, uh, I'll uh, sweep uh, up after the game. The game right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take out the trash. The, 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 the Rockies. I mean, consistently, the Rockies have always had a great. They've developed players really well. They just developed them for other teams. Yeah, they yeah. developed them and sent them away. Yeah, that's it. So. Oh geez! All right. Well, more more hilarity and uh, information on uh, Friday night. On uh, I'm sure we'll touch on That's some right. other teams as well. But it's going to be a Mets corner and a Yankees corner, two separate podcasts on Facebook and YouTube. So look for that. Uh, we'll post. Uh, we'll post simultaneously. They're going to be two separate. <laughs> we're gonna, simultaneously. we're going to do at the same time. There, we're going to split ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. Got to check it out. There's going to be six but, of us on the screen at the same exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> you got to pay attention, <laughs> or you're going to get lost. Right. So. But uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. All right, let's shift it over to a little NFL really quick. Um, Giants uh, signed well, last week. Uh, they signed uh, Kenny Galladay uh, to a uh, four. Which year, was a mistake. Four year, seventy two million. Oh, really? Four I thought year, we were going to agree on something. I was going to be all pro Giants. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think he's worth that? I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't think he's worth seventy-two million for four years. But I think. I think it's the first time the Giants know, have signed a veteran receiver. Yeah, for a but lot you know of what? Money. You know what? Though he's a tall. He's he's. Yeah. He could, it, it reminds me. It reminds me of them going out and getting getting plaques for Eli. He's a true. tall, downfield, younger, younger deep than threat. Plex was. Yeah. Younger than Plex was tall, downfield, deep threat for for Jones to 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 hit. Um, good hands. Uh, in, in, How many years is he, did he sign for? Four years. Four years, seventy-two million. Maybe he'll be be here when yeah. Daniel Jones is gone. So, look, I, they're look, they're trying to put the pieces around Daniel Jones. This is the make or break year for him. They yeah. obviously mm-hmm. believe in him, and they're going to throw tools at him. Right? That's the equivalent I mean, of try, trying to put together a runway show around me. Well, you know. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> 
It's okay. just it's just can not we, a good idea. Can we please? No. <laughs> you have Giselle and uh, you know uh, everybody else. They're still not. It's still going to be a weak link in that chain. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Let me ask you guys because you're obviously Giant fans. I think the Giants have done a pretty good job with free agency I agree. this year. I agree. They have they have filled their needs a number of their needs, right? Yeah. With with you know decent well, they've quality done, players. They've done what Steve Smith said they did. They they're 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 thrift store shopping with the exception right, but, of Gallaudet. But my point is that now when they they're go picking, into the they're picking draft, better pieces. When yeah. they go into the yeah. draft, they may be in that position where they can take whoever the best player is, regardless of position. You know, if it's a real high quality, or at least you know, projected to be a real high quality pick, they can go, yeah, we'll take that guy no, because yeah. we don't need to take uh X and fill that need. They we can and, they and, can take the best guy who's on the board. Right. When they're drafting, and, and well, I think that's you know that's an will they will they pick will they pick true. the best guy on the board? Well, well, yeah, that's another I, question. Like, a, they they chance, set themselves up to have that ability. Any chance Pitts is still available in that spot for the Giants? Hey, it's possible. It's I'm not, hearing a lot of not, talk about get, him in the him in the Jets now. I know, but they that would be a good fit for them. Now, the the conservative, unexciting choice would be to get a, a really good offensive lineman. Yeah, like they, um, right. you know, like last year, you know, it, it was a shame last year that a, an offensive lineman like uh, Tristan Wirfs wasn't available uh, when <laughs> when the Giants picked. Uh, oh wait, uh, oh wait, oh wait, oh, wait. he was. Oh, 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 he was. Oh, he was. Yeah. Um, silly me, I forgot. But, 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 my, but that's I my point. Have, I, I think their pick is still going to work out. I really do think that, but, that. Right, but that's my point. Now yeah. they can take that offensive lineman without everybody screaming. You needed another cornerback or a defense you know, or a defense or, or right and a, you know an edge rusher. They they got they they went out and they got Reggie Ragland. Uh, they got uh, Adoree uh, Adoree Jackson from. Uh, from uh, uh, Tennessee, well, was yeah. Asia, but from yeah. Tennessee, and then so that I mean that puts uh, Logan Ryan and Dory Jackson back together again. I mean they were both corners together in, uh, yeah. in Tennessee, so. so that's what I mean. Um, they they filled some of those holes, so now yeah. they have a little more more freedom in the draft. Absolutely, and they signed. And note on this, they signed. Uh, they did sign uh, tight end uh, uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, to a two year. Uh, twelve million dollar deal, so six million a year. But uh, as at last check, and I don't know if anything popped up uh, recently uh, today, but Rudolph uh, had his physical, and he has a foot injury that may need surgery. So they're discussing how to proceed. Uh, they may, uh, there may be an issue with that signing. So, uh, so I they hope, might be hoping for Pitts. You know what? Yeah, I, you know if they can get Pitts, all bets are off, and that's fine. But uh, I, I think they. Uh, I, I think he's got a year or two in him uh, to to uh, tandem with uh, Ingram. So if his foot injury isn't that bad and they can actually make that work, that would be a good thing. But yeah, I mean, it, it, my choice between Pitts and Rudolph obviously would be Pitts. Obviously, so right. Well, um, you know, Mel Kiper has his his NFL draft projection version three hundred and six. Yeah. Out and uh, the three hundred and six today. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And nobody agrees on anything. No. So. They have two edge guys, a cornerback, an offensive tackle from Northwestern. Two guys have, have Rousseau, who's from uh, Miami. Right. As the as the, you know, I love how this is a new position. Edge, edge, edge sounds edge. like a, a alt uh, alt porn category. I, I, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> alt porn. Yeah, I've you heard know, I've heard Rousseau's name a lot. I have heard Rousseau's name a lot. I mean, if Jalen Waddle's available. I, 
I don't know. Uh, let me ask you a question. Rousseau, Waddle, and Pitts are all on the board at 11. Who are you picking? Silence. And Smith? Did you say Smith? No, wa- uh, Rousseau, Waddle, and Pitts. All three are on the board at 11. I think the safe pick is Pitt. I like Waddle. I mean, I would love to get Devonta Smith, but some mm-hmm. be- some people argue that Waddle's a better receiver. Yeah, there are a number of people who said There's a lot of people uh, that say Waddle's better. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I, I I have a feeling that Waddle, Pitts, and Smith are all going to be gone by eleven. But uh, that's just I don't know. That, again, how much you put stock you put in the I, experts? I think, but I, think saying, was, I think it was going to be gone by then. Yeah. Maybe. Although a lot a lot of these guys are saying there's going to be you know five quarterbacks taken in the first you know, yeah. 12 to 15 picks of this draft. So those guys might if be there. If that's the case, 11. then one or two of those guys may be. You would think one or two of those so. guys would kind of have to be. Uh, there. You know, they, they they might take a wide receiver from Georgetown. You never know. Uh, or Duke. Or Harvard. <laughs> I don't think Georgetown I, I think I would, I would probably, I don't know. If there's a good offensive lineman out there. Or, take or it, Mammoth. Right? That's, the although, problem look, is, the problem is other oh, than Penny. Whatever the hell you say his name, there's no consensus ZD, on, actually. on on who. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there's there's uh, the Rotini. <laughs> there's no good. Uh, there's no consensus on the offensive lineman. No. So yeah. well, that's just but, it. But, here, you, but here's you, the you thing had, about last year was the draft for offensive lineman, and they picked the wrong one. Is what they yeah. did. But well, I'm that, not sure they picked the wrong one. They, they just picked one that hasn't pre- performed great. He didn't. Yet. He, he hasn't peaked yet. Or not peaked, yeah. but he hasn't. He wasn't he horrible. Hasn't, he isn't realizing. No, he wasn't he, horrible. He got better throughout the season. He did. Right. But if they had picked worse, like they damn well should have, it would have been a hell of a lot different. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, but um, he's but going. Yeah. He's going to be. He's going to the other side, right? He's going to be right tackle now. Yeah. Right, yeah. Solders coming back as your left tackle. This right. is a pretty young offensive line, and if these guys pan out, this could be a line. Uh, well, they lost. They lost Kevin Seitler. They lost Seitler, right? Right, They're, right. They lost. No, they're talking. The, the talk is Slater, who's from Northwestern, who I think is a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Okay, but my point is that the rest of the line is pretty young, and if they do pan out, they could be together for a while. You know, this could be the. But you know the beginning of one of those yeah. you know a good offensive line that stays together for yeah. some time, but it might be kind of rough for those first couple of years. What intrigues what, what intrigues me is the fact that Pat Flaherty's back in the fold. I mean, he's just a consultant. Well, he's back in yeah. the fold. And what, 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 does what's his name? God, why am I drawing a blank? The guy they got from the Patriots is he is he back at all? Is this a, is this? I mean, is he even in the discussion? Older? I, yeah, Older. I think he's he's Older, coming yeah, back yeah, to play left tackle, back. right? So is is he the, is he their starting left tackle? Yeah, well, the, I, know, as I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's going to be the starting. They re 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 re. Then why? His, uh, and then why uh, you drafted a tackle? I don't know. You know, I mean, I. Well, Solder's also what thirty two. Yeah, yeah right? I, so, I think I mean, it, that that would be the reason. Yeah, and yeah, and depth is always a good thing, and maybe you can kind of groom somebody to be there. You could ever have enough good offensive line, but you. God, imagine. Galloway and Waddle. <laughs> with uh, with I mean, Shepard, with I, Shepard lined up in the slot, I could go out there and fucking throw more touchdowns than Darnold did last I year. Still think, yeah, as long as I still think the, that I still think that Slayton though. is. I still think that Slayton's going to have. You know, I, I that was the sophomore slump. I think. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, keep them. We'll have all of them because you know, uh, the Giants have always. The only reason why I like the receiver is the Giants have always been good at yeah. drafting receivers. They haven't really been great at drafting anything else 
but receivers. Yeah. And they, you know, so I like Waddle. Oh, I, I, I would, I would, I would go at Waddle. Of those three, we said Rousseau, Waddle, and, and Pitts. I would, I would, I would go at Waddle. I would because go, then I would, what, get, what is uh, what is Rousseau? And then defensive end. Yeah, he's a, yeah. And then yeah, he's a defensive end. Plays plays mm-hmm. probably better in a four three than a three four. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so, listen, if, if Waddle, yeah, if, Waddle, if you think Waddle's going to be great, load up the offense, man. Yeah, and then but maybe Rudolph get, gets healthy. The then Rudolph Rudolph could fill in as that tight end. And you don't right. need a, you know, the, so yeah, I. The Giants also. But have, you're going to need the line that's going to give them time to pass, and also that's going to open holes for Barkley. You know, you say, the Giants you also be, have that other tool that they can use on offense uh, called right. Saquon Barkley. Uh, but you're going to have to open some holes for him. But they got your offensive holes, line exactly. is going to have to be pretty good at either run blocking or pass blocking. I venture to you know, say, if the offensive line was better than it has been over the last couple of years, Barkley would have never gotten injured two years ago, much less last year. But, uh, you know, he just, you know, tries to do too much on his own because of everything that's happening around him. So name the last yeah. team that won a Super Bowl by, by leading the NFL and rushing. No, none. But, you know, with with a running back like that and all the other tools and good in the trenches. between. I just my gut lines. tells me Barkley's a perennial injury. Well, let's hope not. We'll see I hope not. Happens, but... but you're right. I mean, well, but hopefully with some other tools, they won't have to, you know, give them the right. ball. Well, like getting the ball game, 97 so. times so, a quarter. So, right. so John, right. let me, let me ask you this. Okay. What, what position, what do they need to improve on, on the offensive line? I mean, I think they could use another guard, a guard, a Absolutely. left guard, yeah. Le- left more than right, but definitely yeah. left guard. Yeah. Maybe another center. I'm not, I, I'm not sold on that. Although I think they're okay there. I think they're okay at center. I, you know, depth is always a, uh, a thing, and I think they already have depth if, there. But if, if Nate Solder can be one seventy or seventy five percent of what he was with New England, then he's at least for this year your left tackle, and you move right. what's his name to right tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a question too because Solder came over, and two years ago he was, and he's not, a little bit of a head. He was, he's a little bit of a head case. Right, he was not what he was in in New England. He needs to get you know back closer to that or to that. Yeah. So I don't know. There's if Penny Sewell was available, then you got to take him. Then the Giants have to take him. Other than that, I'm not sold. I think you can get offense. I think in the second, third, fourth round, you could go. You could draft as many offensive linemen as you want. But build build your depth there and 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 just work. It's worth taking a chance on a on a championship receiver who's played at Alabama who can play in an NFL system. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Right out of the gate. I agree. But that's the thing. Sometimes offensive linemen cannot it takes them a while to adapt to the NFL and the speed. If you're a speed guy with the size that that Waddle has, I think you got to go for it I if agree. he's available. But I mean um, as Giant fans, you guys you have to feel much better about the Daniel Jones issue put aside for a second about this Giants team going into the season, right? Yeah. I, I, it, I mean, it seems I mean, I do. Could be, it, it's like saying it's like it's like it's like it's like getting on a plane and going, you know what? We've got some great stewards and stewardesses. <laughs> but our pilot is one of the worst <laughs> in the fucking well, league. <laughs> yeah, but the plane pretty much flies itself. Unfortunately, not so much great, for the great, not so great. much for the quarterback. Great. You know and, what I'm and, saying? And the flight yeah, yeah. attendants. Yeah, but I'm saying attendants. again, assuming you know, and, and flight assuming <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> they're not stewards and stewardesses anymore. No, not anymore. Oh, whatever. Fuck 
but uh, yeah. point taken though. Um, yeah, team members. Team members. Listen, at least you used the word steward and didn't just say stewardesses. Right, he did. Yeah. He did stewards and stewards. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah. So that's, I know. That, is that, I, 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 why is that insulting? It's not insulting. I was just saying what they're what they're looking at now. I wasn't insulted. I thought you were absolutely right on. Flight uh, attendant. <laughs> but it's flight attendant. It's not secretary. It's assistant. Um, Unless you're secretary of defense. It's it's good enough to be secretary of defense. Well, then not, I think that's going to change. Not it's a secretary. Be assistant, assistant of defense. It's going to be. So. <laughs> oh, God, that would be terrible. <laughs> or flight attendant of defense. Congress voting on assistant <laughs> of defense. That just doesn't. <laughs> Anyway. Somebody please give me the weekly update of what I'm allowed to not, <laughs> I'll, not I'll allowed. Like, only get worse than that is being the under assistant of defense. Yeah. <laughs> under assistant. <laughs> you don't want to be that. You no. do not want to be that. No. Uh, let's move on to Jets for a second. Uh, Corey Davis. Uh, one thing on the Jets. influencer. <laughs> there you go. I like that one. <laughs> Uh, assistant custodial influencer. No, uh, no. Secretary of custodial influencer. You can't be an assistant anything. Remember, I'm the assistant to the assistant. Yeah, assistant to the assistant. Yeah. <laughs> Secretary of custodial influencing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Corey Davis uh, uh, said that he came in with the thought that Sam Darnold will be the quarterback. Uh, yeah. Uh, going forward, what happened well, to? Uh, I, guess, well, I guess. That's it. <laughs> I guess he was upset, and he's done now. <laughs> Apparently, Streamyard was like, "No, that was too sexist. You're out." <laughs> You go sit over in the corner and think about what you said for a while, young man. Where did Harry go? <laughs> He's got to be back soon, right? Um, yeah. Streamyard's okay. telling him, sorry, you're out, pal. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, yeah, Davis, they're saying he let the cat out of the bag. and uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's saying, yeah. He's listen, saying, with yeah. everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson... Uh, well, you know what? That's what I was going to bring up, and I really want to get Harry's take on it too. But what do yeah. you think about this? I mean, I, I, you know what? There's there's some rumor going around that uh, Deshaun Watson actually started this uh, uh, yeah. campaign, if you will, to yeah. try and get Houston to say, "Oh, we don't want him anymore." Yeah, get out of here, and uh, and off he goes. Uh, well, but, uh, I, I'll, I'll let's see if we get Harry back in a minute because you're right. I want him in on this, but I'll, I'll say this about the Jets. I listen. I've been a proponent of. Where'd you go? Oh, there he goes. Yeah, there he is. I said Darnold being the quarterback. Welcome back. Yeah, we were just I about just to talk about that. I was just going to say I've been a proponent of, of Sam Darnold uh, getting another shot. and Bradford Darnold? Yeah, Sam Bradford Darnold. Uh, I should just call him Sam, right? Sam, just Sam. I mean, maybe I'll just call everyone Bradford. Just... There you go. Everybody's Bradford. I, so, think, you, I um... think if you're the Jets, you got to draft Wilson. And then if you kept, you have two quarterbacks, you got two quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, that's he's, one school. He's better. Put That's him in, just rotate him between. Yeah, players. it wasn't a problem when Joe Montana was there, and the and the Forty ers drafted Steve Young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or when Brett Favre was there, and the right. Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Yeah. When the when Eli Manning was there, and the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> They'll think it's the same. All right, thing, so right? let's talk about the. Well, show maybe, hopefully, it is, but who knows. Let's talk uh, about yeah. Sean Watson because that's the really interesting story. Yeah, we here. want to talk about D Watts. Uh, God damn, what you know? It's what three hundred and seventy-two civil lawsuits filed now, right? Or allegations? Yeah. Three hundred seventy-two allegations and one hundred and fifty lawsuits. Right. Here's not the thing. one, not one police report though. No, nothing criminal, just civil. No criminal, here's, all civil. Here's How the thing many massage say. therapists are there in Houston? <laughs> Apparently, well, a that's lot. the that's the thing. Just look. This is how I see this, and this is what's mind boggling to me. If Deshaun Watson is a terrible perv who's trying to get every masseuse to touch his dick, right? 
and we've never heard anything about this before. That's a pretty incredible story that that could be kept under wraps, right? Right, right. No if it's a complete fabrication by Busby, uh, you know, cooked up by the uh, McNairs, and they're just finding people who are desperate for money because of the pandemic, and they've given a massage, and they're willing to file a civil suit and all that. And now it's what is it, fourteen or something now, right? Fourteen, 14, 14 civil suits. But he's not gonna stay anyway. So it just right, hurts but, their ability to get something for it. But if that's the case, that's also an incredible story. That that could be going on, you know, that people would be that many people would be willing to just lie and that Busby would be willing to risk his career. Well, let me address to do let that. Me, like either way, let me address it's an first amazing one. story. If it's a if it's a one or is it zero. So maybe it's somewhere in the middle is what I'm thinking. It always maybe happens this way though, because look, it's hard for a lot of people to come forward with this. And right. once once right. one person does it, it it sort of it makes other people feel more comfortable in doing it. So I'm not questioning the women. You know it, and, and look no one's Guilt, you know, you have to go through the, the court of law and, and people are innocent until proven guilty. There's mm -hmm. I don't think there's any criminal charges filed yet. Right. No, 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 no criminal, criminal charges, charges filed. So although I don't think that should be looked at as, oh, they're probably not telling the truth. Right. No, but it just no, 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 no. So I, didn't, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. No, no, what, I know you didn't. What I'm saying is that does this really is this really a PR problem for anybody looking for? Look, if, if this was Sam Darnold, he'd be retiring. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it, it is, is what it is. is. And, yeah. and, and it's horrible if it's true. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and if I was an NFL owner, I would have issue with this, but the reality of it is, is that it seems like really odd timing, but maybe it's just because he has been in the news and he has been sort of demanding his way out of there. And um, somebody finally uh, somebody finally said, "Hey, I think you should know odd, what you're dealing with." It's odd timing, and and the source, you know, the lawyer. That's kind of odd too, being the mayor's neighbor and all that. Uh, but I, I haven't heard anybody from the NFL or any. No one's talking about this. Number one, it's not a topic. Why is this be? Why is this sort of being swept under the rug? Explain that to me. Uh, yeah, I, I well, I think because I, I think a, a <laughs> I large, I, could explain I think in large part it's because it's not criminal, at least not at this point, and it nobody really. I don't think anybody other than Deshaun Watson and and those women knows really what's going on. That's never stopped anybody from talking about anything before in the media. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's been less. That's been uncovered. Well, and it's and it's, and it's been it's, it's been major stories. Yeah, but what is there to talk about? Oh, there was another allegation. In other words, the story's not moving forward except from a standpoint of volume. Right. right. Well, that has a limited it, it, play in the press. Well, no, hold on. If he was the governor of New York, he would be being asked to resign. Oh yeah. Okay, but who's going to ask him to do what? I don't know. That's my point. I'm, you know. If there was I mean, 14 allegations against, let's, uh, I'm not going to name anybody, but a, a second string quarterback on the Minnesota Vikings, do you think uh, they would cut him loose? I think they would. It would he would have been gone already. It would well, be gone but, after, he would have been gone to the third that, one. But doesn't that, in fact, lend credence to the conspiracy theory that this yeah. is a plot by the McNairs to make him look bad? So there's no way anybody will take him. And then he is forced to either choose between playing for them 
or sitting out the whole season. I think that, that that's not in their best interest. You know, trading him is in their best interest. Right, but they seem determined not to do that. Hmm. They or seem, or they, maybe they, they do seem determined to the point where they don't even care what happens to the Texans as long as he doesn't get out of there. There's no statements, but he hasn't released a statement to the best of my knowledge, has he? I mean, I when the I first one came out, he said, I equivocally deny it and haven't done anything like that. Yeah. I it's just, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, by the way, if whoever, whoever the Giants do draft, um, these, 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 these guys need to have a talking to. <laughs> It's just like if you need a, if you need a ride, we'll get your ride. You make yeah. millions of dollars a year. There's a guy who's just does it for you. You know, if you need a, you know, what a, tug. A, a helping hand, <laughs> get you somebody. If you need if you need a hand, yeah, with an issue, yeah, it's just I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just so. I think that. The volume, though, the number of people makes it an even stranger story. I mean, can you just imagine somebody you getting a massage and again and again and again and again you're trying to get a handy and you can't get a handy? Well, they said the same thing about Bill Cosby, you know? <laughs> well, he really? found a way around. You, you drugged 37 women? You know, right, I mean, no. it, yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's... That's... That's a sit- where, yeah, well, the, right. But but to your point, why did it take so long to come out? Yeah, it seems so odd. Like in either it's situation, because, it's because women feel pressured and threatened not to say anything. And then when one so, does uh, finally come out, yeah. it opens. The yeah, door no, I'm not others. disagreeing with any of that. It's just, I mean, you you would think somebody would have spoke up at some point. I, I think this, this is I think this is a little odd for it to be a conspiracy. I, I also think that it's something that is just probably the biggest question mark hanging over the, fu- the, the, the future of this next NFL season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a, really for, big for a lot of, for a lot of, uh, this is really big. Yeah. Um, well, right. And now it's at the point, like, will he ever play again? Right. You know, well, so, I mean, how does Houston take him back? If he says, okay, I'll stay. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm in Houston. I'm here for the, how do they then turn around? You write and go, well, okay, so you you know, basically molested or you know sexually uh, harassed or, or, or and or assaulted, you know, more than a dozen women. But welcome back, you're our starting quarterback. They can't right. do that, but they're right. not going to get anything for him because nobody wants to touch him because right. he's done this to more than a dozen women. Well, so nobody it's... wanted to touch him in the first place. It wouldn't have happened. But no, right, I mean, that's just that's maybe a it's all in how you ask. But uh, in any event, no. Uh, seriously, though, if, to your point of it being a conspiracy, and I'm not saying that it is, and and, it, and I'm 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 sure that it's not more likely than it is. But if it is, if he says, okay, you know what, I'm just going to stay and I'll play in Houston, and then all of a sudden, all of these disappear, like, like, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, right, yeah, know, they we're all withdrawing the, you right. know, this, then you kind of say, oh, well, wait a minute here, but I seriously yeah. don't think that's going to happen. But no, um, I don't think so either. The really, the really, the question is, for me, who, where was he getting his advice on which massage parlors to go to? Because obviously, if that's what he wanted, the he was going. To the the wrong, they were coming to him, 
So this was this was the same thing as what's his oh, name. Okay. You know, I'm oh. sure they were coming to him. It wasn't like he was going to right, massage. So, yeah, but they were right, they, so they so were just like walking down the street and let's say let's see. Yeah, Sean Watson was going to stop by. I'm sure no, there's no. a whole roster no, on the team's list of people that the, it was my point. But my point is, he was right. in that case. He was using the wrong service because I'm sure there services. Services, right? Again and again and again. You'd think he'd get smart and find another agency. Well, because where... no, because no one called him out on it. They probably all smiled and either no, but politely I... declined, or we don't know. Maybe some of them obliged. I don't. No, know. But I'm saying, if that's what he really wanted, you would think he would, you know, call somebody different. You know, the the uh, masseuses from from you, you, you agency can't... A are not doing what I actually want them to do. Maybe I'll try somebody else. You know what? You can't speak to his mindset. You can't speak to what he was thinking. If this is all indeed true and this all indeed happened, you know, he wanted what he wanted from who he wanted it from and, and he did what he did with who he did it with. And, and he, he may have wanted it knowing that maybe the answer was no. Maybe that's, you know, I mean, it, it, maybe maybe the, the maybe that the, was part of the challenge exerting sure. his I mean, a lot of times with, with these behaviors, it has to do with the thrill of not knowing, the thrill of people not or maybe, yeah, maybe right. he, 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 I mean, he like, want to call a place that he knew it was a sure thing, yeah. you know? Right, but, maybe, yeah, you know, right. Not that, right. Central, so, right. Like, know? how much of a fucking weirdo perv do you have to be where part yeah. of what gets you off is corrupting someone? I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that, but yeah, I mean, look, we've the big I mean, part of this entire Me Too movement has been behavior that maybe was was never it was probably never criminal or at least brought to that point right and it was it un, under wraps for years and years and years until bam you know look at the louis ck as an example look at a lot of these situations where it, it does come out in droves mm -hmm. um I, I have a feeling that the, the this I have a feeling Deshaun Watson is going to sit out this year. I can't say you're wrong. I can't because I think he would have been traded already. I think Houston was listening to offers and was not getting anything for what they wanted. Look, in their position, they have one of the top ten players in the NFL, maybe higher. I don't know. Let's just use that as an argument. Say, and they were not being offered what they felt was fair compensation, which is why they dug their heels in. Right. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe some of this might have been coerced to go forward. Not saying it's not untrue, but I think he's, I think his future is sitting out this year and hoping that this is water under the bridge and that he'll take his chances in a year. I think that's what you're going to say. Uh, just pulling up something here. Yeah, that's, it's 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 very odd and it's it's yeah. sad if it's if it's true which i'm going to assume you know there's some validity to this yeah then i think it's sad i think it's unfortunate and i think that it has to go through the proper channels of seeing whether or not this was um you know a behavior that's detrimental to the team and deserves either discipline by the, by the team or by the nfl mm -hmm. and b if this is a criminal act if this is does fall into a criminal activity. Right. I don't That's know. That's the thing. If there's no, I mean, look, it's a common misperception that, and we get this from TV, right? Where you see the detective and you see the young girl and the detective is going, if you don't press charges, we can't do anything. That's right. bullshit. 
they can yeah. press charges if they want to, even if the victim says, I don't want to press charges. Right. They usually right. respect those wishes. But if there's something seriously criminal going on, they don't need the victim's permission to press charges. I don't know in Texas what's what the law is. I, I'm not, I don't understand. Different, law, different states, yeah. My point is that criminal or not, it should be... It should be dealt with. I, I agree, but my point is, generally speaking, they're not bound by a victim saying, "No, I don't want no. the law to proceed," no. because you know. And so the point, the reason I say that is, if nothing criminal comes out of this, right. it it just it gets it muddies the water even more. Right. It gets right. harder to believe in toto all of these allegations. Not well, that none of them ever happened, but it kind of, you know, to me, it casts kind of a, a shroud over. Well, maybe some of them were coerced. Maybe some of them are, are 100% true. But if they don't find anything. I, I think the, the number is just so extreme that it, I, I, I just don't buy into the coercion or, you know, conspiracy theories. I just it think it's impossible that you could get that many people to, to come forward and lie. That's why I, I was saying it might be somewhere in between. There might be a couple or a handful of incidents where this happened. And maybe Busby found, you know, a bunch of other people who wanted to cash in. I that's all speculation. It's all speculation. And when and when and who knows? Uh, but I'm sure eventually and probably much sooner than later, uh, something, whatever way it's gonna go, is gonna come out of this. Uh, whether it's whether it's just a matter of him being, you know, uh, suspended by the NFL or or the Texans or uh, nothing happens and he gets traded or he's going to be suspended for a year. Yeah. <laughs> but look, listen, listen, the, the investigation could take a year, Yeah, you know, with that many incidents to go over. And then, and that's another question too. If there are no criminal charges and this is all civil suits. Is, are there suits? I don't even know if there are suits. Civil, yeah, there's, whatever, there's civil, civil, 14, civil suits. Yeah. 14 filed civil suits. Yeah. Uh, but there's no criminal charges or whatever. If, if it remains that there's no criminal charges, how can the NFL or for that matter, the Texans suspend them? Uh, you know, I mean, well, they can suspend him just based on. Well, if they investigate, if they investigate, and they think that he did it, and they come to the they conclusion do their own investigation, it, I guess, right yeah, through their own investigation. Right, right, I mean, look right. at look at the Melvin Brooks scenario. I mean, there was no criminal charges filed. He was arrested for DUI, mm -hmm. but you know, we don't know what the what the issue is going to be. But there's no formal charges being filed but the, be, uh, but the broncos and the nfl will probably act on it what about the safety from the giants last year got arrested for armed robbery down at a, a party in florida the giants cut him because he was uh, arrested and then it comes out that it was a it was a hoax and nothing actually happened and he wasn't even there and yeah. <laughs> but they already cut him at that point you know so and he went to the patriots and intercepted the ball in the end in the super bowl win the game no um <laughs> no, he, he didn't do that no. <laughs> Wrong guy, but yeah. um, it all just proves to me. Can't we get Daniel Jones out of the house more often? <laughs> uh, we'll take him to dinner one night. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is on this one. It's it's it, it is a sad, uh, sad and odd story. Sad, sad and odd. And odd. Yeah, uh, very odd. I mean, it, uh, I let's know. get to the bottom of it, and yeah, we'll we'll hopefully we'll see how things, uh, things will rectify itself. We'll see how things go with that. All right. Um, one other uh, thing to wrap up the show. Let's uh, let's uh, discuss the tourney. 
for a second. Maybe the strangest NCAA I, tournament I'm sorry, ever. Let me let me let me throw two two quick things at you, and we can uh, talk about you one. Got, of you, you got some hockey stuff? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> football stuff. Uh, All Thursday right, night well, football. Put, put the crawl back on here. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday night, night football, football starting in twenty twenty three is going to be on Amazon Prime. Yes, yes, it Although is. Although apparently <laughs> they're going to say it's going to be on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Thursday night football the, is uh, moving to Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to show the games in the local markets for you know uh, each week. So it's a on, national uh, on, game on Amazon, it'll, but the it'll local be on Amazon Prime. The local uh, network stations will will have it. And and, and but, Monday night football is going to be on TikTok. Yeah, um, it's going to be a series of eight <laughs> yeah, seconds. Just, each play is going to be each play is going to be its own TikTok. clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's be easy to... From a phone, though. Not... Yeah. No, right. no nobody won't be wa- professional. Nobody wants to watch it on television. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So, uh, it, but we, we could talk about the uh, the TV contract because it's huge. It is. And, uh, that for uh, We can talk about that next week. Uh, will... One other. Do you, think, one other... do you think Amazon's made any money this year? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't buy the whole league. Dollar or two. They should just buy the whole league. I ordered a crate of goats when that podcast started, and they just dropped them off. Pretty sure yeah, Amazon, Amazon could buy NFL. all. I'm pretty sure Amazon could buy the entire league of the MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL right now. Yeah, probably. But, uh... And one quick moment of ooh, this is awkward. Uh, Michael Brockers, a former defensive end for the Rams, has now been traded to the Lions, um, <laughs> and so he's going to play with Jared Goff. And when Goff was traded to the Lions, uh, <laughs> Michael Brockers had some not so complimentary things to say about Jared Goff. He, he, I, so I now that. they're reunited yeah. in Detroit. So uh, reunited a in a shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he dissed, uh, he dissed Goff and, and praised, uh, uh, Stratford. Yeah. So uh, happy to have Stafford. Stafford. Uh, Stafford. Uh, uh, Goff was not so good. Uh, yeah. I, I Goff, Goff wasn't the guy. And oh, oh, Hey, I'm back with them now. Oh <laughs> yeah. So now they're going to, you know, Oh, uh, hey, how's it going, John? Hey, uh, what's up, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought I'd uh, bring that up. I thought that that's was... uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that, that <laughs> falls. Would you say that falls under the? Oh, that that's got to hurt. Moment of awkwardness. Moment yeah. of awkwardness. A moment of awkward. Yeah. yeah. Moment yeah. of awkwardness. Karma has sharp teeth, so <laughs> biting mm-hmm. Michael Brockers right in the ass. Right in the mm-hmm. ass. Right in the ass. All right. Today's moment of Sam. The tourney, the tourney. Come on, we're so two, back minutes, to the tourney. Two, two hours and 13 minutes into the podcast before we talk about Upset Mania. Oh, my God. What a weird tournament this is. 12 major um, upsets. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I uh, think it's it, great. I think it is. I think it is. I think it's. To I me, this is one of the best tournaments ever. 12 major upsets, and I think I've watched a total of 16 minutes. Oh, no, I haven't watched any of it. No, I've watched, I've... Probably, watched about, probably watched about 45 minutes of it. I watched yeah. a little on Friday. I watched a little yeah. on Saturday. I watched Sun- most, Sunday. I watched, I watched most every game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah I, so. watched, I watched a lot on Sunday. Right? Here's the question I want to pose. Talking about the Big Ten, they had nine teams. Eight of them are gone, right? right. Supposedly, they were the strongest conference in the tournament, right? Had the most represent- representation. Yep. I heard some of the pro pundits saying that this was like one of the strongest Big Ten conferences in the history of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten wiped out seven and eight altogether, I think, in their combined uh, in the tournament so far. Here's my question. Were they overrated? We were talking a little bit about this with hockey. No non-conference games, playing in a bubble. Exactly. You only see them not, not not enough 
We haven't seen them play, play anybody else, and now they're not, getting their not ass Not enough interleague play and not enough games played for a lot of these teams. To And I think COVID had a little bit to do with it, obviously, yeah. with some yeah. of these teams. And I just think that it's been one of those years where they were picking and ranking teams based on the least amount of information that they've had in a very long time. Now, having said that, you got one in four, two and 11 in a UCLA team that a lot of people had up and coming. Yep. Yep. You got a middle of the pack, six and seven. You still got one with Gonzaga, who is still the, the odds on favorite to win it. Yeah, Oral Roberts is certainly a giant surprise. Unbelievable. Baylor and Villanova, <laughs> it's still there. A lot of people pick Villanova to, to, to get to this far. It's this region is is the craziest when you got an eight with Loyola and a twelve in Oregon State, and yeah, you got Houston and and and, and the, I think an underrated Syracuse that blew through it. Very underrated yeah. Syracuse. I my pick was Alabama. Uh, out of out of the gate, I just think Alabama was my kind of as a number two. I know it's not a big underdog, but I, I and I still think they have a good chance of winning this thing. I think that's a pretty good pick. They certainly have looked impressive. And did you guys know that Oral Roberts had the number one, uh, the nation's top scorer on their team? Yeah. I didn't know that before today. Really? And yeah, Baylor and has the best, heard, best mullet ever since. I heard yeah. Charles Barkley uh, today. He was <laughs> Wins uh, the mullet award by far. You kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I heard Barkley on the, uh, talking about how he felt like in, in their uh, first couple games, Oral Roberts had the two best players on the court on their team. And I don't remember what their names are, of course, but right. – uh, you know, but again, this is a case of a team that doesn't get national attention and doesn't play in a yeah, doesn't play in a big time conference and has quality players. So yeah. interesting, interesting story. I've, I'm thrilled with all the upsets. Now, here's my other question, though. Now that there are so there were so many of these early upsets, does it make the rest of the tournament more predictable? Because you got to no. figure some of these kind of Cinderella stories are going to peter out. No, no right? because. Well, because or does all of, the COVID and the maybe the possible misranking really, kind of make it anybody's game? Sure. There's only really one Cinderella, and that's Oral Roberts. I mean, you could say Oregon State. Okay, there are twelve. Syracuse is an eleven. Syracuse, yeah. You know, but again, these were teams that didn't have. They're starting to play well against teams who maybe were slightly overranked. But I still think you know. Look, we have schools. When was the last time Houston was a number two seed? Right. When was the last time Baylor was a number one or Villanova? You know, you got Arkansas, right. Gonzaga is finally. I mean, they've been the the so called you know surprise team for twenty five years. Darling, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, but I think I heard today, another great team in Creighton. Yeah. So I mean, I think I heard today the average seed was five point something. Yeah, at, at this remaining in the tournament now right. was five point something, which is like one notch higher than it usually is at this point. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, look, you have an eight and uh, in Loyola, Chicago. Is that who they are? Loyola, Chicago, Illinois, Loyola, Loyola Chicago. Illinois. Uh, Loyola, they're, Illinois. they're an eight, or like you said, Oregon State is a twelve, and you've got a six and a seven uh, in. Um, I'm looking at the wrong bracket here. But only, only no, USC and Oregon. Yeah, USC and Oregon. You know, so only one number one was knocked out. Right, right, and the, well, that's why I'm saying, uh, you know, do those number ones maybe have a little bit of an easier chance now? 
Um, because you do have, you know, you do have Oral Roberts. That Villanova is, a, I think, a, a I mean, Michigan, Florida State. A lot of people, five. a lot of people picked Florida State to make it this far, and a lot of people are picking Florida State to beat Michigan. So uh, maybe I say it's 50 50. I don't think, I think Michigan's, you know, they played LSU. They, it was a close game, you know, the, uh, Florida State beat a pretty good CU team, which beat up on on Georgetown pretty well. So you know, I think yeah. Al- Alabama's I think where they need to be. A lot of people were hot on USC and UCLA coming into this. Um, Oregon's a little bit of a surprise, but not too much. I think Oregon State is a bigger surprise. Yeah. Right, Oregon State's a big surprise. And well. uh, yeah, but I mean, you got two 11s, you got a twelve, you got an eight, right? You got a fifteen, a six, and a seven. And then a bunch of you know ones and fives and twos and threes. So again, not drastically different than tech, you know, what you might usually see, but certainly more exciting and some higher seeds. Uh, well, like you said, the round. Big Ten, the Big Ten definitely underperformed. You yeah. look at teams like Wisconsin that didn't, you know, but you look at other teams that have traditionally always been good, like UNC getting bounced out, Ohio State getting bounced out, mm-hmm. um, you know, Virginia getting bounced out. Yes, the middle of the pack, and a lot of these got bounced. There's also a lot of teams that didn't make it because of COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. And, right, I mean, when was the last time Duke was not in an NCAA tournament? Right. Kentucky, right? Is Kentucky, were they not in it? They were not in it. Okay. That's like saying, okay, in this year's NBA playoff, we're not going to have, you know, the Lakers and the Nets. They're just out. Yeah. You know? And fortunately, fortunately, only one game. That was a forfeit because of uh, because right. of COVID, at least so far. So that's good. Feel bad for VCU, uh, but mm-hmm. sorry. Right. I, I love how if, if you look on the bracket, Oregon won that one two nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it says on my bracket. Oregon, yeah. <laughs> on the bracket, two nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. My bracket says nothing. My bracket says it's uh, 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 like zero zero or zero, no zero, or no, score at, no score with all, all with all these play in games too. I felt for like that first. Uh, weekend of basketball, I felt like there was like 87 games. It was about, it felt like I, about I was games. just like, Jesus, this like, is incredible. Well, no matter that, what channel uh, you turned on, no matter what time of day, there was a game on. So. What was the one playing game? It was, I think it was Michigan State against um, UCLA. Yeah. And I heard uh, like 17, I think it was, national championships between those two teams. Mm-hmm. And they're playing a play-in game to get into the tournament. So, so yeah. you know how the mighty have fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it's just more fun this way. And I, you know, I'm a Syracuse fan, so uh, I mean, Syracuse hasn't been this good since Carmella. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's really. I mean, yeah, it's true. Had a, and a great story too with Bayheim's kid, Bayheim's yeah. son. Yeah, you know. Now he's, he's 21 and Bayheim is 94 though. So how is the Did you see the well, clip of Bayheim getting knocked over out of his chair? I didn't no. see that. No. <laughs> I think it was a couple weeks ago. He's no, just no. sitting there. Bam. <laughs> Head. Yeah. But um he looks good, event, Jim Bayheim. He does. He's a 78, I think he is. 70, 75 or 6 or something like that. I think he's he's retiring after this season, right? Or maybe next season. He's been retired for five years. He doesn't remember. <laughs> so, no one's going to tell him. No. Yeah. Let's uh, make sure he has shoes instead of slippers can, on. Kenny, Kenny Cycli is going to come back. and go. <laughs> I think I think he's going to retire after his son is how, how did I pull that name How out? did I pull Kenny Cycli out of Yeah. 
I can't remember I mean, where Cycli. I left my keys. Ronnie Cycli. <laughs> Ronnie Cycli. His brother, Kenny. His brother, Kenny. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie was the player. Kenny was the Ron, coach. Ron Cycli, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kenny uh, had the – he was the clipboard guy. Ronnie Cycli. Yeah, those Ronnie, Ron Cycli, yeah. Ken, Ron, the same. Same boring white man name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right, give me your final four. Ooh. Silence. Well, I'm going to pick Alabama and Michigan. Although Florida State's very tempting for me. Alabama. I'm just and... picking picking the, the the final eight here. I think. Oh, you're you're picking the year going. I think I think USC is going to beat Oregon. I think Gonzaga goes. I think it's going to be. Well, I, I got my bracket the way it's. I can't tell who's going to wind up playing who because the bracket's all fucked up. All I right. think it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor. I mean, um, Gonzaga and. I got to look. Gonzaga is going to have to play Arkansas. So I think it's going to be Baylor. Wait, we. I can't. Why is this bracket? I hate the way they have this. This is well. I got. I got my bracket right here. I'll give you my final. I'll give you my final four. All right. My my final four is Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, Syracuse. Yeah, I think Alabama's gonna. I think Florida State's gonna beat Michigan, but I think Alabama's gonna beat Florida State. So I and I think Gonzaga's gonna win the whole thing. I still think Gonzaga's going to win the whole thing, but yeah. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, I, I, Bama, Zaga, Bama, Baylor, and Syracuse are my final four. Yeah, I don't I, – I kind of agree with that. I mean, I'm going to choose Syracuse because I love Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go – I don't see Arkansas beating Baylor either. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement there, John. All right, so Gonzaga, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Alabama. And, and Syracuse. Syracuse. Alabama and Houston. So you're you're just you're Syrac- Houston's beating Syracuse. That's your. Uh, I I think so. Yeah, Houston's yeah. got. I mean, by the numbers, they have an easier route. Well, Houston barely beat Rutgers. Yeah, but... that's what I'm saying. I, hey, yeah, anything. Yeah, possible. but that I mean, was that sixty-three sixty? Was that score mm-hmm. of that game? Was that was that Houston playing down, or was Rutgers still in a high after beating? I think Clemson? Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers beat Clemson. Rutgers beat Rutgers beat Clemson. Rutgers they Rutgers tanked. I mean, they literally and couldn't hit a shot it, that's, for the that's last. That's what I liked 10 minutes about you. Well, and Houston played really well down the stretch. They did, they did. But yeah, wasn't but, uh, Rutgers up by like eight with Rutgers was up by like fourteen at one point. They're uh, five minutes left or something like that. Yeah, they could not hit a shot for anything. In the, yeah, they kind of choked. The game. Yeah. So, but that but doesn't mean they're not a good team. They just had a. Bad stretch minutes or eight minutes. I, I think Ar- I think Oregon State is is a, I think that bracket's the hardest one to pick. It is. Um, it I is. think Oregon State could be very well be the sleeper in that whole thing there. I'm uh, I that that bracket is definitely the hardest to pick, but I'm going with uh, I'm going with um, you know the orange. I I have to. So yeah, mine's mine's Gonzaga. Bama, Baylor. I mean, surprises. One, two, and one. <laughs> and, oh, we uh, got all three. We got three out of the four. We're all the same. So we know that but those are probably going to be fucked up. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. 
It's going to be Creighton, UCLA, and Oral right. Roberts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Creighton. And Oregon State. And Villanova, <laughs> Oregon State, and, uh, and yeah. UCLA. Yeah. All right. Let me pick now you, now you folks. Let me, let me go with, like, let me do opposite, George. Okay. Here, here's my last trace. So this is probably who's going to win. Uh, so it's going to be Creighton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, UCLA, right? <laughs> Loyola, Chicago, okay. and Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts. There you go. All right. And Oral Roberts wins the whole thing. Oral Roberts wins the whole thing. <laughs> there you go. Bringing, bringing enrollment and born again Christianity led colleges up to an all all time high. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, on the. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, the final four is the final four is uh, two days, three days after our uh, next weekly uh, podcast. So, so, so we can change our we'll, seven seven well, no, picks we, that we just made. No, it's it's. I'm saying it'll be set by then, so oh, okay. we'll know. We'll, we'll we'll know where we stand as far as what our picks for the final four would be. We'll know how wrong we were. We'll know how wrong we were exactly. Oh, how wrong we always are. And on the other side, on the women's side, I just have to ask. Is there any shot for any team that's left in the women's side to beat UConn? You know, that's a, a couple of years ago. You, you know, you said the same thing, and UConn finally, the mighty finally fell. But uh, I don't know. They look awfully good. God, <laughs> he, he's such a great coach. I honestly think that the UConn women could probably beat the Knicks at some point. <laughs> they... <laughs> well, I love watching women. I love watching the WNBA and women's basketball because it's some of the best shooting you'll ever see in some of the best you know just fundamental basketball and i'll tell you what man the the, the athleticism much like every other sport is just off the charts uh Paige beckers uh through a no look pass uh last night right onto the basket boom for for a quick lap it was like i, I my eyes were holy crap i saw that uh she's like really good and she's 19 like 19 years old she's like a, she's a freshman i believe i think stanford's got a shot but uh i think stanford's got stanford's a shot Stanford's got a shot i think that's going to be your uh that's going to be your uh championship game right there stanford yukon um and they do there's a there's a stretch two number ones right but uh good good year for michigan schools good year for oregon mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah has there ever been a year when good, the good year for men's uh, and women's team both won won both tournaments same for Baylor too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Baylor's always good in women's basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. They Baylor could easily beat Michigan. And I think they can beat Oregon or Louisville. Yeah, so it's probably going to be you know, I, maybe Bale, Bale, Baylor's going to be UConn's going to have to go through Baylor if Baylor beats Michigan. So yeah. you know, if they have to play Baylor in the in the semis and then Stanford in the finals, those are. Two tough games. It's two tough games. Definitely two tough games. I think they can do it, and I think they will. Well, in years past, they they did it with <laughs> by winning by thirty. Yeah. So I mean, it's just I mean, at least they've come down to earth a little bit, and there's a little bit more parity in the NCAA women's right. side. But um, well, I mean, they beat UConn women beat Syracuse the other uh, day, eighty three to forty seven. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, there's your uh, thirty six point uh, differential there. But um, yeah, it's it's. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's Oregon's to lose, but uh, Oregon's UConn's to lose. Uh, but uh, hey, we'll see what happens with well, that. Maryland as well. just spanked Alabama. Was that yesterday or the day before? A hundred to sixty-four. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty brutal beatdown. Uh, it's a 
that's a brutal beatdown. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Well, uh, we will see. Already, we, we we'll got see some cricket to talk about. We got some. We got some uh, little uh, little cricket to talk about. We got uh, uh, some other stuff. Now we'll uh, we'll talk more about the uh, uh, the NFL uh, con- uh, contracts, TV contracts next week, and uh, we'll see where our final fours are at. Uh, with everything and uh yeah and don't forget friday night we'll uh, have mets corner and yankees corner two now it'll be two different podcasts they won't be at the same time please but, let me know uh, what time i will oh. uh, we will we'll let you know what time we'll post it up tomorrow and uh, you can look forward to them on friday lots of uh, lots of good mets information and yankees information on uh, each of those let me ask you guys so, one question go for a, it. a prediction by the time the show ends next week mm-hmm. uh will lindor and or conforto be signed i say yes Okay. One or the other, not both. No. One or the other, not both. If it's one or the other, I say Lindor, not Conforto. But I, I have a, I have a strange feeling Cohen's going to want to get both of them done before the season starts. Just, just my, just my guess. It's. I think uh, if it's one or the other, it'll be Conforto. Really? But I'm going to say ne- neither one of them is signed by opening day. You're going to say, or I at least not by the You time say the neither. Day. Pat says one or the other. He, here's, here's the craziest NBA stat of the day, and I'll leave you guys on this. Kyle Lowry scored eight points tonight in a Raptors win over the Nuggets. His plus minus plus forty two. <laughs> he was pretty plus, good. He plus scored four. eight points, took five shots, had nine assists, and was plus, plus forty two. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's more. Pretty that's more than his age. That's, uh, that's a crazy stat of the day. Crazy stat of the day. Yeah. When you're 36 and you're plus more than your age, that's pretty darn he's, good. He's 32. He's 32. <laughs> he's 32. Yeah, he's plus. He's plus 10 on his age. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's pretty darn good. Right. Oh, you know what we forgot to mention? You know what we forgot to mention? Uh, the Bills just, I think, increased their chances of maybe at least getting back to, if not winning a Super Bowl next year, signing uh, Trubisky as a backup. Trubisky, yeah, Trubisky yeah. Uh, backing up Josh Allen. Yeah, absolutely. So he so, uh, he might get to play. Maybe not, and, but he. I hope not. <laughs> Will Fuller went to the Dolphins. Uh, Trubisky went to the Bills, and uh, uh, and of course we know Carson Wentz is on the Colts. So hey, there's talks of Sam Darnold coming to the Broncos. Hey, there you go. We shall. Uh, he'll be good. He'll be good for you. I think he'll be, Brad, he'll be good. I think Bradford would be better. <laughs> Sam, Sam Bradford. Brad, Sam Bradford. Yeah. Sam Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. We'll wrap the show up for the day on that note. We want to thank everyone for watching. And those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website. (laughs) Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-E-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logger Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday night at 7.30. And for those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And for those, of, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend. Check out uh, any of the spring training games, and of course, this weekend uh, the uh, uh, Sweet Sixteen, and then followed by the Elite Eight at the beginning of next week. Check that all out, and we will talk to you soon, folks. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Take care, guys. Nets are down by fifteen with three and a half to go in the first. Sorry, James. <laughs> Go Oregon State. I'll be a